0: Always, can you write my theme song to my new podcast? sip what's your podcast called? Too Max, the podcast, Too Max, All of
1: Welcome to uh welcome to episode 18. 18? 18? Dang, 18 with a bullet of the Tumex Hologram Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Platform Collection for uh hosting this, and I'd like to thank A Wall one for the for the cool intro. And uh, and man, I'm happy, man. I'm really, really happy. I'm on some bucket list stuff here, man. Talk about uh going full circle. I got I got I got somebody I've been trying to get up in here. A long time, man. I ain't seen this brother. I be seeing this brother at the mall with his family, buying jeans and stuff like that. I ain't seen I ain't seen the brother in too long. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Nardone. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Mike? How you doing, yeah? Oh, yeah What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, no, I'm clapping because I'm here. This is oh good. yeah, this is cool, man. I'm super. I'm super geeked out, man. It's like uh, for those that don't know, for people that do know, you know what I'm saying? Mike had a a radio show. How long? How long did you have the show for?
2: Uh, I don't know because I don't remember when I stopped.
3: Okay.
2: So it was like eighteen years, maybe eighteen years, and it was was it on that? Just
1: that one was on every Sunday, right? It was on. It's well. There's a long. There's a long history. But give me the time frame of the of the of the show. Like when Mm -hmm. did when did we started having your show?
2: What was the year? It started in eighty eight. Yeah. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Sounds right. To like two thousand. To like no. Not to like two oh four or wow. two oh five 18 years or 18 s- six. Yeah. i don't remember it so was
1: in that world though just to give people uh, a concept of it and it was a kxou right yeah kxou out of loyola marymount university and stuff shout out to that that college i, I like that college because uh i remember uh omid omid and dj nobody were like tas there right and we would go to the studio on the campus after, after dark and, and, and record some stuff, man.
2: Yeah. They, yeah. There was,
1: there was some, there was some famous records recorded there. Wasn't there like Black Eyed some of Black Eyed stuff was done there. And, uh, as far as the underground and, and me and my friends, we, we did like some beneath the surface. Yeah. There. some of that was some, yeah. We, you know, so shout out to, you know, to that school and stuff like that. And also, uh, so man, I have so many memories, uh, right off the top of listening to your show of like looking forward to it of just falling into it you know what i mean just kind of falling into it sometimes or just tuning the radio and and it's like oh shit mike Nardone's on or like the excitement of uh being able to go up there and uh play music one thing about your show that was really dope was that was that you know you were touching already you were touching you know you know as I started rhyming and stuff and I started traveling and stuff and started realizing like oh there's dope motherfuckers in Chicago oh there's dope motherfuckers in Minnesota oh there's dope motherfuckers in Texas like you were already you know you were someone that was already like whether you were breaking it or not or whether it was going mainstream or not you were just always always showcasing talent and artists that that have like not only you know are just dope on the underground but like some people that just really like you, you help bring a lot of music out here. You know what I mean? You put a lot of underground heads onto a lot of underground heads and, and you really, really played a lot of music that, that I remember many a time being like, what the fuck was that? And then somebody would, nobody would know. And you'd be like, somebody be like, man, we should call the show. Somebody <laughs> be like, what the fuck was that? Or who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? So I mean let's let's go to the beginning though always start at the beginning what was your what was your first like real hip-hop
2: memory not to be all weird and shit but what's your like literally what's your like introduction to hip-hop my introduction was um i was probably in like seventh grade or so i grew up in monterey so there wasn't anything up there and um there was a radio station though my dad just got his receiver back and i was doing probably what you were doing when you found the show just like skimming the dial skimming the dial and i Locked onto this station KSOL, which was way at the end of the dial, and it was out of San Mateo, so it was all—it was all urban music. It was all urban related, and um, so I don't know what came on. Something came, I mean, but it was still—I wasn't. You know, they were playing Chic. They were playing not, and not necessarily the Chic. Not—it wasn't Good Times. It was later than that. But they were playing things that I was like, "Oh, this is different. This is different," because I came from um, Monterey. Was really like there was a top forty station. And then you could get like some of the rock stations from San Jose or whatever, but it wasn't – there was nothing progressive about it. And I wasn't right, really right. – I wasn't at that point like super, super into music, like super like, oh my god. But that – when I heard that station, it it put me – I did just turned my head like, whoa, okay, let me – let's see what this is about. And then – so that was my first like real like radio like, oh crap, I like this. This is different. I, right. I, I can't hear it here. And then slowly they they throw in hip hop records here and there. So I don't know. Obviously, uh, or not obviously, but Rappers Delight, everyone had heard that, right? And that right. W- it was either good or bad, and I wasn't up on it, so it as like I wasn't like, oh, here's Rappers Delight, you have to hear this or whatever. But then, um, I, and I don't know from like if I heard the breaks before or after Rappers Delight, but that was one you know Curtis Blow. But the one that I think there were two records that probably. Um, just the, to this day, I can listen to and I'll have goosebumps. Or um, it's the joint "Funky Four Plus One" right and um, "Freedom" by Grandmaster Flash. Those okay. two records were just like, wow, yeah, you know. And um, and then sort of the same as you when, I guess when I when I was going into eighth grade or whatever, there's a high school station near me, and they had Super Soul Sunday, and there's one cat just played like as many rap records as he could find. And there weren't, again, this is like 80, when it was 81. This is that early. 80, synth, yeah. So, electro hop early kind of, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and Or the bands play, you know, the bands playing all the sugar hill stuff. Right, and then right. there were the enjoy records. So he would just play whatever he could find. And then Tommy boy started, you know, some of the Tommy Boy started, started coming out. So yeah, like all the electro stuff, like you said, Johnson crew and right, right, all right. that stuff. So, um, and obviously Africa Mambada, but, uh, the, those were the things that like hip hop moments or or memories like just from afar like, but it hit me like something hit me just right. like a frying pan to the head, you know,
1: yeah, for sure and then and then yeah.
2: uh and obviously you just
1: became a fan of the culture and stuff and so for monterey you, did you go to KXOU you know, as a
3: student or I yeah, mean, I did went, you go
2: to Loyola, uh, Marymount as a student? I or? went to Loyola as a student and then and they had an a m session and well it's it's a longer so In eighty three, from eighty three to eighty five, when I when I was in high school, Uh there was I went to that ended up going to that school that had the station. So I started broadcasting there. Oh, so I was on the air from eighty three to eighty
1: five. Even as a high
2: school student, yeah.
1: And you by that time you was already picking up records and all that. Yeah, everything. Yep. Oh wow. See, I didn't see.
2: And then, and that's what if you talk to Kurt. Kurt knew me from then. Cut Master Kurt. Yeah, Kurt used to listen to me in Santa Cruz when I was in high school. It's oh, crazy. Wow. There's a few people up there who like his friends or other people they'll be like, Oh my god, I don't we used to listen to you in high school and this trip out like is it's so weird so, so you were at, you were
1: 16 17 on the air talking like yo this is mike nardone i got i'm playing this yep. this you, do you have any footage of that do you have any like any like I don't you didn't
2: know really if I think have you tape. didn't even really think when you were in high school to record yourself no like that. i used to record it but then over the years it's just you know right, you know right. yeah so when i wasn't good at uh the, just taking care of stuff not for say. sure for sure i've lost most of my collection man like i've Yeah, I've lost
1: like most of my, I've given some away and like, yeah, it's, it's tough, dude. It's hard to like really hold on to like, I literally in in the closet here at the house, I have some of mom's words over the shows, you know, like it just like sometimes at some point in life, you kind of like hand your shit over to somebody (laughs) or like, or you just give up or you know what I mean? So like, I, I I know, I know that feeling. So, so already, see, I didn't know that already in high school, you're broadcasting. So when you, Got accepted to Loyola. Yeah. You were already in mind to be like, I want to be on the radio over there too, right? Oh yeah, for
2: sure. Oh, okay. I was like, See, that was, that's... that was intention was to go to somewhere with a radio station, somewhere with a recording arts program uh-huh. and a radio station and not somewhere small per se. Like I wanted to be in a bigger city, metropolitan okay. area. So
1: even at that age, you were already thinking of, you were broadcast minded. And so, and, and so I was music minded. Right, right. Yeah. No, I'm saying that's amazing. And so, so um, let's skip to a, uh, so right off the top, you went from there and then you went to Loyola. Yeah. And they gave you a show immediately or you know a no, student? No, How did no. it go? No, it's, like, um, oh.
2: it's, it's, it's good. And it's bad in that they have their block programming, like from, uh, what time? Six, six in the, no, two in the morning to like six at night is, uh, basically rock programming, um, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. And then they have, um, like classical stuff from like six to 10, maybe like. Classical fine arts, as they call it. And then they had a specialty program from 10 o'clock to 2 a.m., Monday through Friday. And then, you know, uh, Sunday, day, they have Almo del Barrio. They had some jazz stuff um, on Saturdays back then. Jazz had like a night, like they had six hours in the evening, and then more fine arts program on Sunday night. So it was really, there were limited slots. And those people who had those slots from, you know, what they called the specialty shows did not leave them so oh yeah yeah right right so it was a it was 18 uh, years over here (laughs) (laughs) i was not
3: leaving
2: leaving my show for 20 years (laughs) no so what happened so i you know you'd go up there and you'd meet people and when i was a freshman i met this guy and we we stayed friends just common interest music and not necessarily the same music like he was into stuff and i was into stuff but he'd let me go up there and play records so i'd go on his show and play stuff what was that show called uh he it was just a regular show It was just a regular. He was just had a slot. This guy Ted Carroll, good friend, still a good friend of mine. Um, There was a show called The Funk Show that this guy Rick—I don't remember his last name—used to do. But this guy Bashir used to come up and do with him, and Bashir sort of took that show over. Um, And I remember like uh, Henji brought up KRS from Rhyme Syndicate to that show, and um, so I met Hen and Whipper Whip like way back, you know. Okay and, and uh what's her guy, Guy O'Seri was their manager then. You okay. know, who manages Madonna, that's the dude who manages whatever. Oh, Anyways, crazy. that's a whole nother whole nother story. Um but so I was sort of involved but not involved. W- was there a hip hop show before you there did? wasn't a hip hop okay. show, no 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 no. Okay. So, so it at some point um someone screwed up basically and my friend Ted was then the P D and, oh, okay. and I saw him between classes like get me your application get me your show idea application whatever i'm like okay boom turn it in and literally like the next week i was on the air monday night from midnight to two which is the, that the was the prime this. slide yeah right monday <laughs> night from mid, that's like the fucking
1: opening slide right? <laughs> it's horrible that's like sweeping the place up and shit the, the that's prime. awesome though okay and then right off the top with a call we came from beyond yeah and right and right off the top how was that first show what was the first I, record you played? No idea. Show? I have no idea. You don't remember no, at all? No idea. You didn't have a plan. You didn't have a mix concept. I, I used to have a show on, on the roof in Highland Park. Zach from Rage Against the Machine for a little while, he had a pirate station on the roof of his spot in Highland Park. And my and I remember Omid actually helped me make the show. And I, was, I played a It's a Beautiful Night for a Date Rape by Prince Paul. <laughs> Because, you know, he was like, you could play cuss words and everything. So I was like playing like a dirty song. But anyway, so right off the top, you, so you're so you a student. We came from Beyond Starts. Is it just you? Was there ever been a co-host? Was, uh, you know, it
2: was just me, but there's always like, or not always. There were always, or there are people who would help out or whatever. Like, you know, Chino, uh, Q, Chino, OG Chino. Small but strong? Chino? Uh, no, not um. Yeah, draw. He used to have the shop yeah. off Slauson, Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. something. I'm B-boy, saying B Boy Records. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I know so he used to come up and bring people up or just whatever. But it wasn't like there was never a co-host per se. I'd bring DJs on, and okay. and sort of whatever. Everything. And so was, you started bringing DJs on, you started being on the on obviously the
1: this LA underground scene, or you know what I'm saying. What was the be What was the beginning? Did you start soliciting record labels that they start? Did you start paying attention to them and trying to get records, or did when
2: was the point when they started paying attention to you, started sending you? I, I was paying attention. I think um, when K Day went off the air, that's when there was there was nothing. So the, right. I was the outlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, Power One Hundred Six wasn't. They were playing dance music. Right. And the beat was i don't know what the beat was at that time i don't even think it was called the they, beat. Probably. they all dabbled they dabbled in hip-hop but it wasn't like it was man, like kjlh had their mixes on whatever right, right, but it wasn't right. no one was playing anything of note let's so, say so then
1: so then okay obviously what after four years you graduated from there and then how do you, how do they is it is it common place for people that graduate to still be there having I shows? I just
2: kept the show. Yeah, who's yeah. that
1: we're all No, <laughs> yeah. no one ever. No, there was no there was no ever fighting with the station because because obviously the show turned
2: out to be you know like a cult. No people, thing, you know what I mean? the, the everyone, you know, as far as I was concerned, and as far as whatever I heard was, there was crazy respect for the show, so it wasn't right. a problem, and and that was uh, that was great because this one guy. Um, at one point, he was a jazz director. He goes, you need to move – we need to move your show into like Friday or Saturday night because we're, it's just it, – you're Monday, you're crazy late. So that was my jump, and I think I got Saturday night initially. and uh, right. And then it was good and it was bad. It was good because it was Saturday night, but then they would broadcast basketball games, so I'd lose like <laughs> – like three months because the basketball games would preempt me. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So you so had to
1: learn that that's not the slot, you know. What I so mean?
2: then it was just trying to find, you know, like the perfect slot. Like move it back later, or or eventually moving to Sunday was the move. Okay. I, another question. So you know, from being a student,
1: having the show, how did you kind of like start meeting people like like the I mean the Cupmaster Kurds, the Rob Ones, that you know what I mean? Like how did like did how did you get like, you know. Like, let's say, like, Rhyme stairs or dev jucks and all these people, you know what I mean? Like, did you, did you you were just on your own, funding your own show, buying records? I mean, I was much, still you know I
2: mean? always buying records. Right. So it wasn't like, yeah, you get promos, but you always buy. You always buy. I, buy. I was at Record Store Day yesterday. Right. With my daughter being stupid, buying records. Right. Like, I need records. Yeah. Um, right. right. But I was. So, um, let me think. So, so, yeah, I mean, there were some people like, so... So Chino hooked me up with Stu Fine from Wild Pitch. Okay. You know, and then he hooked me up with Aaron Fuchs from Tough City. Um, And then going, you know, it was just meeting people, like being... I don't, I, uh,
1: like you would actually, back then you actually went out. So you would go into shows and stuff like that. You know what I mean? going night. to shows. I still go to shows. I see you up. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But not, yeah. I see more, you at the more mall. More, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I
1: feel... No, but, but um, and then uh, I guess what I was trying to say was like... all right well let's just jump into like some stories like you know how did you how did you meet like you know idea and abilities and atmosphere and stuff like that you know a lot of fans just want to
2: that's a good story only because it was um because jay bird jay bird shout out to jay bird ryan sayers um was i knew him from chicago because he was in chicago first and he worked with another guy and i knew him from then they had a promotion company or whatever okay and one day i'm in new york and i'm I think I'm coming out of a subway, and he's going into the subway. I'm like Jay, and he stops and looks at me. He's like, "Oh, Mike, shit, what's up?" And then we start talking. He goes, "Oh yeah, man, I'm um, I'm not with whom, the other. I'm not out of Chicago anymore. I'm in Minneapolis. I'm working with this new label, Rhyme Sayers. Da, da da da. I'll send you some stuff. Whatever, right? So okay, cool. So then, so he sent me some stuff. He sent me um the Lucy Ford, I guess the the 12 inch show or whatever with um tattooed hands okay woman with tattooed hands right atmosphere and sent me some I, you know some other things and then um what happened then they came out um, uh, abilities idea and slug came out and did um they he was just it was like straight grassroots like he had him at uCLA just with mics basically just right. performing on the ground so I went over there hung out with him. we went to lunch and then um but they weren't out here they weren't doing a show or anything They just. and this here. was before the sprite battle when idea won the sprite battle right, right? right and before like atmosphere's first show out here so they were just trying to plant some seeds but that was the introduction then they came to the show that time i think and they rhymed him and it, slug and idea rhymed for like i don't know how long they were just going i have that tape somewhere <laughs> Robert, but uh that, that he, was
1: like the whole yeah i remember seeing slug an idea at the tiki bar in costa mesa in front of like <laughs> 17 people yeah and then rapping with bus driver for like three hours you know what i mean like that was kind of like the good the good old days he said but uh also too. um okay who, who's your most like i'm sure you have tons of guests man who, who besides conejo was your most interesting guest <laughs> remember conejo yeah a, tell him uh, i haven't heard that me. name in a while i remember he used to be up there right yeah he, he used to like, come g- and bring gang- his demos up gangster rapper from santa, he was from santa monica i don't know where he, was he from, like i thought a gangster he was from rapper. Like downtown LA or oh, okay he's gangster but rapper.
2: he was total yeah i think he was one of q's boys one of chino's boys okay i think or or uh, loosely affiliated that was probably the introduction i think but yeah he used to come up and bring demo, demos, demos and we play them. Who, who was your most interesting guest that you were just like, man, I walked away, like, ooh, bugging out. Interesting in a good way or a bad way. Um, Eat both. We got time. I well, okay. Stories. So I had one. So uh, what was it? I had set up to have poor Righteous Teachers come up. Wow. Great, and, group, great um, group. So I'm like, yeah, they're coming up. And it was, you know, I had whatever my my time was. I don't know what night of the week I was on at that point or anything. But they ended up coming up like, my if my show ended at at 2 a.m., they came at 1:55, uh, and I was like, "Like, and just you, and they just thought it.
1: There was, they it just was thought a, it was crack on and keep keep going on. I don't so. know
2: what they thought, but that was. But that, you had that everybody, yeah. Wise, bummer. intelligent. Yeah, they were all, all there. there. Did not get on the air.
1: Man, that sucks. It uh, super sucked. <laughs> what was the most? Let me think. Yeah tell, yeah, tell me some stories, man. That's what that's what this show's all about. Like the people want to know, like you know, like the, the background stories of how the songs were made or how you know the show, man. Like Tell me some interesting guests. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like- well, I had Ice Cube for his first album because cause WC and, and wow. Crazy Tunes would come up. Because you know that Crazy Tunes intro? Yeah. So Crazy Tunes and 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 I were cool and WC and I were cool. But, but they brought Ice Cube up for the first hour. Somehow Ice Cube was up there and I interviewed him. And it was not like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was hella late at night. And uh, we talked about America's Most Wanted. It was that's, phenomenal that's yeah all, right at the time when it was getting made and everything yeah That was dope man
1: that's one i wish i had you, i wish i had that interview you know uh wc and the Mad circle ain't a damn thing changed that was a dope ass that record was as dope as america's most wanted and in fact i always tell people this but they don't they don't they don't believe me but fuck dude back then coolio was fresh dude like coolio and wc Coolio, Coolio got bars, man. Dress code and all those kind yeah. of songs. Oh, Coolio. when I misspoke. I mean, Crazy Tunes. I said Coolio. Oh, I meant Crazy oh, Tunes. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, crazy. Yeah, I'm saying like, w- <laughs> but Secret yeah, Mad Circle. Like, I, I remember one time. This would be like on Fridays when uh, me and my friend Robert would get our paychecks from our job or whatever. We would go to Music Plus, you <laughs> know? and we would be like, all right, I'm gonna buy one cassette and you buy one cassette, and you know, we'll each every weekend we're like bump, bumping shit. I bought WC in the Mad Circle and the damn thing changed. He bought Marley Marr in Control Volume 2 <laughs> and he ended up liking, he's from LA, he was on some West Side shit. We ended up trading. Really? But I was like, but I, lo- I ended up buying, you know, WC in the Mad Circle again, but and that that record was dope. But Ice Cube, I mean, you just give us, give me like a small list of some of the people you've had there, just to let people know.
2: like. You know, well, I was, we were playing, or I was playing Cypress's Demos and I don't even know, I don't know, honestly, I don't remember how I, you know who I remember calling me was, um, Trasky Remember Mixmaster? Yeah. Trasky called me one night and was like, just, it was just random. Like, I don't know how he heard about the show. It was probably just, it was again, I think just dial scanning. I'm making the dial scan right. motion. Um, but he called me and was like, I want to do something. What, how do we do this? And at some point I met Ralph M. Um, but I met Cypress. I met, um, oh, I know how I met him. I met. Seven eight three, Sean Bolden, and, and Brad, Brett Bolden, yeah, yeah. And, and Muggs, and then me and Muggs stayed in touch, and then he started bringing Cypress demos, and then B came, and Sennon Sen came up, and yeah. Like, they, they like, Hawkins, Kill-A-Man, and all that before yeah, yeah. That they came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Funky Feel 1. Um, That's... Not, not Kill-A-Man, I think Funky Feel 1 or real estate, and then I heard Kill-A-Man, I think they recorded at A&M, and I heard a bunch of stuff at A&M when they were recording, when they morning. finally got their deal yeah
1: dope dope yeah, yeah the insane. early
2: cypress stuff i remember i remember
1: always going cypress hill for some reason it was like right when that first album came out i remember always going like to warehouse parties and they never show up and <laughs> you pay like ten dollars and you'd it'd be like one in the morning and full of like cypress hill's gonna be here and they just wouldn't show up <laughs> that was my first like disappointing experiences and shit in here but i used to go to bud you know bud bundy david faustino yeah ballistics yeah he's david faustina from married with children he used to have a club on hollywood and highland called ballistics and it was an all ages hip-hop club but it was 15 dollars to get in and shit and it was like expensive for me and shit and he dude easy e would be there uh i saw twister there when he performed when he was a backpack rapper twister and he was the guinness book of world records yeah fastest rapper and, he'd be like, ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Yeah. and he would throw cassettes into the crowd and they just hit the floor. Like, Nobody would pick him up and shit. I mean, this was like way back.
2: He wasn't even gangster. He was just like... I'm yeah, just fast. That was his thing. Rifkin used to bring him around. Yeah, He came to the show too at one point and was that,
3: that yeah, whole dude, blab- blab- yeah.
2: blab- I think he only had a single out probably. He didn't dude, even have an album or anything. It was like, uh, who else used to see... Dude, I, you know what?
1: I, I saw an incredible performance by a very, very, very young Dell, the Funky Homo Sapien, where he like... He literally, he performed. He did about three songs, four songs. Was it the Music Machine? This no, this was at Ballistics. Oh, okay. He played there, and he had like early Hiroy like some of the. You know how you know how the Dell album, the first one. I wish my brother George here is. You know how you, when you open it, the panels, it's like little little circles with like yeah, A plus that, yeah. and oh, you know other people and shit. And it's like some of them were there, but dude, Dell played like four songs where he never looked at the crowd because he was so nervous. And he literally stood in place for like 20 minutes and just rap. But he like, he he like never, and I was so fascinated by it because he was just really dope. I saw Justin Warfield perform there. He, dude, I ended up being really influenced by Justin Warfield, but he played there and just nobody cared. You know, like it, it was crazy. <laughs> like it's like, it's crazy when you see like, you know as a rapper myself they're trying artist, you're trying your, you're trying out, your hardest like. to do shit i've been there where like you're trying your hardest and no one's paying attention it was like and it was like that sometimes where i would see groups play and you know will i am i saw will i am you know will i am wasn't getting ignored though will i am ever since he was 16 years old i went to high school with will he, he was he could yeah, because like, easy signed him. but he yeah but even like just will could just he, he just had this magical touch. What's his name? Then. Used to bring
2: him up too. Chino used to bring him up. Well, I am. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, I was. I was. Yep. I was around there like when the before they were at when they were at Bank Clan. At Band a tribe, Clan. a tribe beyond a nation. For those that don't know, Black Eyed Peas before they were called At Bank Clan, and uh, they had a, they had one really dope song, Puddles of H Two O. Yeah. And Easy. That was si- a single. Yeah. Easy. He signed him. I got that shit in the room. And then,
2: uh, <laughs> anyway, so. So things like that, though. I mean, you yeah, st- you rhyme about that. Oh yeah. Well, well, tell me about. Tell <laughs> You're the me. Promoter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Exactly. Okay. So wait. Rob one and 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 M's and yeah. and gone. Well, they were. I mean, they listened to the show, and then they okay. got their show. They listened to the show, then they got the show at Northridge. See, I didn't.
1: So based on that, right? Yeah.
2: They. I mean, they used to call the show. I don't know. Based on whatever they figured out. Oh, we can do this. How do we? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I remember having a long conversation with Gone one day about how what steps do you need to take? Maybe. Uh huh. And, um, I, I don't know how they did it, but they did it and they got, they were up in Northridge. That was fun. Fly Fly ID. Fly That was fun going up there, man. Shout out to Rob
1: and shit. Rest in peace, man. That, for sure. See all that. I, I come from, like I said, by the time I got into hip hop, I got into hip hop around, I mean, I got into hip hop since I was a little kid, but I started, once I got out of high school, I was going to the hip hop shop Mm -hmm. on Melrose and Fairfax and Hex and, all this kind of stuff, and that's where I first met Rob One and the shapeshifters and all. How did you meet Awal One, uh, which is you know one, a, a real strong connection for you know? How did I meet Awal?
3: Because
1: for those that don't know, Mike Nardone produced the entire yeah. Speaker Face album for Awal One, which, which you're on. Yeah, oh yeah, with Enemy. We're gonna get into that in a second. Yeah, then, I don't.
2: Know. Uh, I don't remember how. How did I mean, how did you meet? I He like, came up with somebody, but I don't remember who. Do you know him from like the medieval hermits days, like when? <laughs> no, the for, the mort the, the mortal four, what, Yeah, the mortal. like
1: that was his old stuff. There's a the most famous Awal one picture. It's like his press photo with a picture of him laying on the ground like a bum, no. like laying on like. Mid, he had a group called Medieval Hermits, and it was like that's was one thing I remember about, about AWOL it Was like, what's his picture? of This. He looks like a homeless man Laying on the ground like
0: Well I'm Walrus one Blind out of one eye I wouldn't give a steamy shit If you like me I'm the ugly side Of a glamorous life I'm the dull side Of a sharp knife Well I'm the one Swim past the fire The less it wanted me The more I wanted it the son of Albert, that you never met. I'm like the balls of a dog, all covered with sweat.
4: I'm the towel for a sweaty palm, heat seek for a steady bum. I'm the feet on broken glass. We've reached our chosen path. Scorpion sting outlash. If you cross them wrong, get it on. I am better nails, lay along. The strike with the root.com. Making the noise like a hundred psalms. Waking be boys like a morning yarn I am. Graffiti and DJ with the mic stand These boys from L.A. are the Men. man Weedy or any city you're in I am Graffiti and DJ with the, the mic stand These boys from L.A. are Mass Men. We Weedy or any, any city you're in USA or any nation
0: I am the man who recognizes the face Can't blaze a name and I can't face the blame Answers that never had a question I'm a blessing in disguise
3: Well, it hurts my face whenever I smile. And nothing hurts more than the death of a child. I'm
4: Tony, who can always rest better. I'm temporarily forever. Hanging from signs on freeways and MTAs, formerly RTZ busses with fat-tip markers. You hardly see us bussing, tag us out when it's darker. Bombing just for the art form, trying to get up like Shaka. Live this, so I'm the author. My microphone, mark of the covenant. The steel wheels keep wax bubbling, about to get reverence, decibels and high measurements. B-boys and girls, here breaks and start stepping in, circles. I am Graffiti and DJ with the mic stand. Boys from LA yelling, Mass Man, weedy or any city you're in. I am graffiti and DJ with the mic stand. The Boys from LA yelling, Mass Man, weedy or any city you're in, USA or any nation. And all the mass forces of all the mass men have walked the vast forces and paths to transcend the map. I am countdown, will you adapt? can't count it out, you won't be jacked, let alone cheddar my metro natale, leather red, to meditation, but it led to you feeling vibrations of my jam. I am. hook, line, and sinker for sublime thinker, I mean you gotta see her, my honor, my peer, as something, never really know known, I'm the
0: person that you always turn off, I'm the MC that you always turn up, I'm on in your bar to mass rock the crowd, I'm knowing that mothers can't be fathers, and I'm the proud dad of my daughter, and I'm the second wrong that doesn't make a right, and I'm wasting my time
4: because I'm putting up a fight. I am graffiti and DJ with the mic stand. The boys from LA tell mass men We do you or any city you're in. I am graffiti and DJ with the mic stand. The boys from LA tell mass men We do you or any city you're in. USA or any nation. But, uh, you
1: know, you know how I met AWOL? He gave his demo. You know his demo, the one that had a. Uh, um, Daydreamer, dreaming my... Did you produce that? No, that's... That, or even before you, right? Yeah. Daydreamer, dreaming my life away. I am mean, all that shit. He gave it to Up Above Records. Dude, Up Above... You know, I love Up Above okay. Records. But Up Above Records, not only did... Everybody from Abstract Groot to AWOL1 to Eminem... Eminem sent his, his demo, demo to Up Above, and he would call Up Above Records, like, sign me, wow. and Up Above Records, like, nah, you know, like, I just like, they just couldn't even wrap their mind around this shit, and I was like, later in life, I was like, dude, this is Eminem, <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean, like, there, there's been many, uh, you know, we're gonna get into A&R and shit like that, but, you know what, I used to intern at Immortal Records, just to, to tell you stories, and I used to fucking, they had a box, Adrian Miller, they yeah, had here. a box, of cassettes and CDs and dude, I they would just be like, have at it, I'm never listening to that shit. <laughs> dude, there was some most amazing fucking demos I've ever like. Dude, I remember James Soom mm-hmm. demo and Abstract Root and
2: AC Alone and I remember dude, ab got had that deal with uh The Beast right? Yeah, Grand yeah, Royal.
1: Yeah. Actually, man, right right as Grand Royal folded, you know, tip remember Tick? yep tick was trying to sign one of my my group mind clouders Mm -hmm. he was he was trying to get us a deal at grand royal and literally literally he told me you know what they're with it he was like um we got to put out this dude's scapegoat wax oh yeah and then they put that out and the label folded (laughs) it was like a wrap we were like i was like oh we're about to be we started making new demos and and my love for cholo lancinco at the time it was like why don't you jump into the Mind Clouders? Mm-hmm. You know, even though we were already a group, me and him, but I was like, jump into Mind Clouders, and that way we're gonna be on the Beastie Boys label. And then a week later it was like, oh, the label went bankrupt, they're out. And I was just like, Rough. Dude, I've sat at Sony, I've sat at i I've sat at Sony, and they're like, Zach from Rage Against the Machine told me you guys are the shit. Why are you guys dope? And he was like, "We're like, we're just dope." And then the guy would be like, "I don't like your look. You should be ball headed and look more gangster." And we're like, "We're not going to change our look." Five years later, me and Danny ended up looking like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like naturally, just naturally looking like the way the way Homie wanted. The guy was to ahead look. of his time. Oh, dude. yeah. Oh, yeah. The dude was like, "The dude was like, your look is just. You guys look homeless. You know, like disheveled. They were bagging on our friends. Like your friends are just. They don't look tough. We're like, we're not." we had a home we had a we were, we rolled into sony with a home we have a friend named gil we used to call him cypress gil <laughs> and he was like and he was like a fucking he looked like he was like 11 years old he was just like chilling and shit but that's how not hard we were but anyway so tell me some stories man like tell me some uh like you got some early demos from different people i mean like tell me some things that you got early that you were like that you you know that you were like nah nobody's got this or like you know what I mean you
2: were just like I feel like I'm one of the first people you know playing uh, this stuff or you know what I mean like well it was definitely like that Cypress stuff was right was way before because uh, you know clearly no one else had it um God what else did I have I used to have tapes like um and I don't even know how much I did like all the early Black Licious stuff. Um Soul Sides. Soul Sides, yeah. When it was Soul Sides. Yeah. That was fun. Well there was a there was a year we um we went up to Gavin, right? I was going up to Gavin and Music Convention. And I gave yeah, it was a music convention in San Francisco. And somehow, and I don't know how, but I gave Gab a ride. Okay. So I got this MC who's like young and energetic and excited about music and excited and literally we played and i don't know what freestyle fellowship we played but we played it over and over and over again in the car because he was so like amped on it oh yeah yeah well
1: he was you could hear his (laughs) you
2: could hear his like you could hear his like you could tell that ff
1: influenced or whatever but (laughs) give to gab he definitely found his formula i remember that that you know what that was one of my favorite records was that that one with where he was just like that one with the little short songs, uh, you know, with the Cheese a Terrorist, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh yep. my God. Yeah, dude. Swan Lake and all that. I mean, it yeah. was, yeah, Gifted Gab was like.
2: Swan uh, Lake, 40 ounce for breakfast. Dude,
1: 40 ounce for breakfast. Yeah. I was, you know what? Lyrics Born, I was, yeah, same thing. Like, I remember getting a, a lyric, I remember going to the Bay and coming back with the early Lyrics Born 12 inch that was amazing even match out right didn't match out have like a uh, match out had like this this 12 inch before he was really like swollen like right yeah. around solid members there, yeah i think so match out at this 12 inch that was super dope man you know what i mean and yeah i was man it was such an exciting time you know well, like, all people were putting stuff out yeah. it was
2: either cassette or, or 12 inch or whatever but you'd get stuff there was so much stuff available and so many people were pushing the boundaries you know
1: yeah no for sure dude i was
2: i mean like Obviously, being from
1: LA, you know, free self fellowship and all that kind of stuff. But but I remember I getting people.
2: that record, the first, the Sun record. One. Right. Was it? Um, there was that club. To whom and make concern? Yeah, to whom I make a concern? Which which club were you going to? Like? It was. It was not. It wasn't that I was going to, but Michael Moore was spinning at uh,
1: Michael Moore. It was on Just rest
2: a, in peace to Michael Mixon Moore. La Vegas si- sure. and Pico. Okay. Oh. There was a it's a auto supplies <laughs> now. I know what you're talking about but though. There was a club there and the booth the DJ booth was upstairs, so Michael Moore's upstairs. And I came in and I don't know what was there. but AC, I think I'm I'm ninety seven percent sure AC hit me with the records. Here, boom. And then you excellent. We just had AC. A C was on the last show and, and you know
1: what? I'm a, I'm I'm not putting AC on blast because he didn't want to mention stories, but he told me after the show that he personally handed Easy to whom I may concern. Oh, did he? At one point, because we were talking about the debate of whether Bone Thugs and Harmony had stolen uh, Mary oh. from, from Freestyle Fellowship. You know, I was just telling somebody yesterday, I was like, dude. Bone Thugs and Harmony, listen to the
2: freestyle fellowship.
1: I was
2: like, that's fucking Bone Tugs and Harmony. Well, it's funny because Jeff Chang, once he heard the first bone song, he goes, oh, they heard fellowship. For sure. He goes, they influence, fellowship, influence. Yes, yes, yes.
1: There was a lot of, there was a lot. So, you know, things like that. I mean, you got to see. That's a volume 10. Volume 10. I was there. I was there at the Good Life that night. At the Good Life. So I know that Ice Cube. And well, if you look at Ice Cube's history, you know, like Ice Cube at that time, when by the time the Predator came out, he was influenced, not not only was he influenced by Volume 10, but he was influenced by Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. He was asking, you know, Monks had produced some of it. It had that Cypress Hill sound. Yep. He's, you know, he was like, and you know, obviously Cypress Hill and Volume 10 had the connection through Immortal Records, mm-hmm. f- Funk Dubious. You know, the, at that moment, you know, we talk about waves of sound. You know, everything from you know N.W.A. to this and that to this and that. There, you know, one of the one of I've never seen. There should be a documentary on this because no one really like in L.A. No one really brings up the importance of the small time frame that the Soul Assassin sound was 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 something that both the East Coast and West Coast wanted. It was fucking huge. You know what I mean? It was Cypress Hill, House of Pain, Funk Dubious. And then to a smaller degree, everything from the hooligans to fatal to and to you know, even in a but different way. All the
2: remixes that mugs did out of that. Oh yeah. All s- the all of, what you're saying, or so what you want? The Fuji. Yep, shit. yep the
1: Fuji's you remix Beastie Boys, Cypress Hill. They they touched a lot of things. And and ultimately, people don't understand, but Cypress Hill sound to a degree is really it affected not only psycho realm, but dilated peoples. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear the dilated sound or the, all that kind of more, you know, a lot of those things are children of the, of that cypress sound, which is, you know, I, dude, to me, you know who
2: I really like. SP.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know what? One of my favorite crews that never got any, production-wise, was the, the Stimulated Dummies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That SD-50s, you know what I mean? They're, hip-hop mm-hmm. was so bouncy and exciting at that time. It was just like so... You know what I'm saying? I like I like that, man. You know, it's really uh, that, that this is really just up temple sound that but Soul Assassins, you know, they definitely influenced me. I trust me, man, I wanted to be a Soulist. I wanted to be from Rhyme Syndicate so bad when I was like 12 <laughs> years old. Evil Lee lived Evil Lee lived on my street. Oh, uh, you lived over there? I lived on Sycamore Avenue and for a little bit Evil Lee lived there. Okay. And and uh him and this other dude, Ink, that was down with rhyme uh rhyme syndicate and dude when i was little i mean literally Evil evilly like red bmw that said Evil Lee yeah. on it and i would go there and dude one time they gave me like a shirt that said rhyme syndicate with a gun on it uh-huh. and like a hat dude i went i literally went to high school like i, I was fronting like i was from was so <laughs> hard like i was like oh yeah you know i'm down with iced tea like i was like a fucking 15 years old like you know what I'm saying? I would go bug my homie Inc. I like knock on his door. He'd open the door to be bug naked, like fucking some broad. Like what? You know, I was like, I was like sorry. When's the next show? You know, like oh, that like, fucking dumbass. But uh, fucking but Cypress Hill. Uh, if you were Mexican, which is funny because there's no Mexicans in Cypress Hill. Yeah, but if you were Mexican, <laughs> you thought Cypress Hill was Mexican. Like they were your 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 progressive hip hop group that you thought were Mexican, but were two Cubans and an Italian. Yeah. But but Cypress Hill. <laughs> You know what I mean? At the time, I wanted to do any, like, you know Block? You know Block from Santa yeah. Monica? He was trying to push, he was trying to push a Mexican descent on Mugs and, and Ralph M. And, and and they were they were just not having it because they were like in the mix of being so large. They didn't give a fuck. But, but we were like, I was really a fan of that sound. And working at Immortal Records for Happy Walters and all that shit, I got to see from the inside point of view, you know, I got to see Cypress Hill blowing up. I got to see House of Pain kind of being mad. You know what I mean? I've seen, like, you know what I mean? Like, Everlast walking in and pushing computers to the ground and shit. Like, you know, (laughs) I got to see the whole uh, Happy Walters managing Super Cat. The the RZA. Oh, yeah, he was managing everyone at some point. Oh, dude, they were like they were all mad because cypress hill was getting all you would look at you would look on the calendar and it'd be like cypress hill david letterman cypress hill this and that cypress hill this and that and it'd be like 17 cypress hill things and they'd be like we're like super cat concert new york <laughs> like, you know, you know, like one thing a month you know so i was like pretty crazy but anyway um so you know it's hard to be like oh yeah 18 years and shit but tell me about well we didn't even get to awol you
2: you you, you uh You don't even know how you met. How did you get to produce Speaker Face? Because we were just gonna do a single, and then the single became more and more and more. And we so we did this. We did what was the first thing we did was probably oh it was this whatever. No, that wasn't the first one. It was oh you brought some stuff. Yeah, because I brought some stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. The first one was I get was it I guess I think it was I guess. No, this is, it's a fake copy this is real Still,
1: copy. Uh, oh let me see Dang, that's, I the, that's remember.
2: The, CD, the ref
3: one
1: on man i gotta turn i gotta take a picture of this you got the capital mastering capital records mastering this is the biggest thing to have to be like
2: oh look at my shit got mastered right i got yeah i think it was i guess it was the first song we did and uh-huh. then um was sleeping on day on that 12 i don't remember man Damn, it's just as mean street records.
1: Let's not get into that. <laughs> I remember that.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So then, so you know, okay. You so then in, we
2: just started recording songs. We just started like, I was barely knew what I was doing. You were, the, was that your early production yeah, days? That was the only, yeah, you, the early. You made only.
1: a beat. Remember we made a song?
2: We made a song. It's dope. I think it's dope. Yeah. I was oh, trying was to find
1: really a dad. It was really dope. When when I grow up, I want to be a snare drum. Yeah. I don't care if you think I'm dumb or maybe. Yeah, that song was
2: really dope. I like that song. Oh, I have like it somewhere. A lot. I meant um, to bring it, but so, I'm so
1: sorry. Then, oh, no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> I, you, I don't have that shit. I, that shit's floating around the universe somewhere. <laughs> Great. But uh, you know what? Uh, um, it's a cool, interesting story of how I got to be lucky enough. You know, I, sh- I love AWOL, man. A. my dude. And you know what? One of the biggest things that AWOL ever did for me was was helping me. You know, he he helped me get on that's you know that song Enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that which is, uh, it's A. Wall, one Cool Keith, and and myself, and. I know I got to be on the song because Volume Ten wanted to charge, right? To be yeah, or something. That, yeah, like, something that, sound, like that Hey, that, that sounds like Volume Ten. Something like that. And Dino sat on this couch, and, and if he was here, I'd I'd clown him for that because he fucked up. But, I, <laughs> but but thus inadvertently catapulted my career
3: because that
1: that twelve act, inch actually sold like that, that's just when records are yeah. selling like that shit that shit sold a lot so so volume 10 wanted money like a fool and, like, and <laughs> like so he fool. didn't get on it i got on the song and that was a really dope that was like the first time i ever recorded with cut master kurt okay you know what i'm saying and that was awesome you good know?
2: introduction then yeah and he
1: ended up ended up engineering uh mexican sense Exitos those and stuff like that so it was
2: awesome but um so so like i mean so I was not married. got mar- into production. I was not married. Well, I had done I, – so I did this a long time ago, that Sure Shot remix, Beastie oh, Boys, me and, wow. me and um, Dred Scott.
1: Dred Scott, So damn, Dred Scott did dope. the drums
2: for the most part, and I did some other – I did – was Dred messing Scott. with the sounds. Like I had sound ideas, but I didn't know what I was doing at that point, right? So we went to Dred's house and put it together, and then they liked it, and they took it, and – it was on a 12-inch, and they, and we didn't name it, so they called it the Nardone mix, which was sort of fucked up in hindsight. Because they didn't give it Red Scott props or whatever? <laughs> but it's sort of cool for me. <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel yeah. to be on a, on a record, not only
1: with the Beastie Boys, but Large Professor, too?
2: Yeah, well, that's Damn, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And then the Prunes, they were a, they were some European producers, right? Yeah. From what I remember? Yeah, they had some
2: cool shit, the Prunes. That's super dope, man. So, I like that. so there was that, and I wanted to get in production. And In fact, I talked to Muggs about it at some point. Um, and then Kurt was doing whatever Kurt was doing. Um, I use, actually I used that, the money from that, from the Beastie Boys remix uh-huh. to buy ASR 10. Oh, and that's how you started kind of getting your yeah, production. Yeah. And value. then Kurt used the ARS 10. So he showed me the ropes, right? Basics. And then I just started fucking around and doing. Did whatever. you start
1: other than AWOL? did you did you like did you start like branching out and looking for artists not like, really you were more you had the show locked in so you were like i had the show the and show. i had
2: like the rest of my life or yeah. whatever whatever that was at that point right well well you for
1: 18 years i mean that was like a what i want people to understand that, that don't 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 know how this shit goes that was a labor of love right i mean 18 years yeah it's because like the school's cutting you fat checks or anything right it's all it's all volunteer it's all like 18 years of like steady service to the city you know what i mean of like it becomes a response it, be- it gets from like a treat to a responsibility
2: it gets from it goes from fun as a fan to all like yeah responsibility like you gotta yeah. you you have to do better than the last show and right, the interview right. you do has to be better than the last interview and the music you have to play has to be better and then when there's more fish in the sea you have to like separate yourself another way like how do you do how do you keep what you do interesting for that for the next week or whatever so it was it got it I think it got bad because I was so um engrossed in the music that everything else was like tertiary like I wasn't paying it as much attention as I needed to to other things to make sure everything was in order that was a problem that was my fault like I didn't know how to separate the show from any, from a lot of other facets of my life.
1: I got you. I got you.
2: How, how, tell me some moments,
1: like, tell me some moments when you were like, you know, like you said, man,
2: PRT came. Oh, there's a freestyle Ice fellowship came. when they came. I, I mean, yeah, tell me about I mean, that's it. the I mean, story. Like, you know, I mean, that's the, like, the the, the Cut Chemist and, and freaking Wolf and them Mr. talk Master about, Wolf. yeah, Mix Master Wolf, cause, uh, cause they came up and they just started. They were just in there. And you've been up, so you know. But it yeah. was, it was. I mean, it was far. It was way back. So they're in there, just beating on the, on the Tables, other yeah. side of the. Yeah, on the other side of the console. There's the, you know the, I guess yeah table for lack like of oh, a better term. Seat. And they just yeah. start hitting on this and hitting on that and making sounds and they just started rhyming and that wow. was just. Phenomenal. And you had all
1: four of them, right, at the time? Yeah, I think it was all, all of four them. of them.
2: It was crazy. It was just too it's. There's things like that that they're so far removed now. For me, like, it's just – it's a forgotten – it's almost like a forgotten memory. It's hard to recall everything. Right, right, right. There was a time – there was a night where – there was some conference in town. So it was – who ended up at the the show was Common, Souls of Mischief. There was somebody else. I don't remember who else. Who else? It was someone else to know. But then it was just – I only had – I think I had – Two, maybe three mics in the, like my mic and maybe three others depending on how it was set up that night so it was just put on a record and passed the headphones and you will start rhyming and that's what happened that night and then Kurt was there so he was recording drops in the other room so that's oh, where Kurt. I got my, one of my common drops I got a good souls drop that night there was someone else there though I can't remember who it was but that was again just oh shit and, and it's not when the first wave of people comes in and you're trying to do an interview and whatever and then that other person comes in sort of the way it used to be is they'd be behind me. Like I wouldn't see him walk in. They'd be, behind there's only me. so much space. Yeah, and then, yeah. so you're like, all right, well f- shit, change of plans. We're, okay. Y'all want to rhyme? You want to rhyme here? Rhyme. Have fun. Dope, dope, you know? Dope. And like I said, that's what people <laughs> don't understand. It's
1: like, I mean, you've got some group. Well, oh, like, what? Oh, third, about like third base that. up there. dude?
2: Third base, third base is, third base is up there. Third base is my favorite. And, uh, and so I had interviewed third base, um, off like not at the show one time and recorded it and cut it up and played it. And then um I got them to the show and it was third base always there was always controversy with them as far as there were people they had to take death threats very seriously. Let's say,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't like. They were dissing the Beastie Boys, and you know what I mean. Like they were dissing. they I mean, it's funny that they're dissing Hammer and shit like that. But they had a lot of beef. Yeah. I always heard
2: the X Clan. I mean, they had people. So they were very. So yeah, yeah. we're doing an interview, and uh, Search is answering the phone for some reason. And it was just like, "All right, got to go." Like he basically hung up the phone and was. We were probably playing. A, we were in the middle of one of the records or something, and they walked out. Just he and in years later, I found out. Oh well, we got a death threat, and I had to take it seriously, so we left.
3: He talked about that on Hot 97.
2: Did recently. he about that exact day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy. So there it is. So, so that yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it really happened.
1: Oh yeah, they they yeah. Well, there was like. It was, you know, I was always hearing as a fan, because I was a big, I was a big, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, oh, man, the producer. Sam Sever. Sam Sever, dude. I'm a downtown science. Get... Sam Sever I'm, was uh, amazing. Dude. He's got
2: great stories, too. That guy,
1: I, I think even Deesky, who's walking around here right now, Deesky uh, talks to Sam Sever randomly or did something with him. But, man, Sam Sever's beads were so fucking dope, man. And honestly, man. I'm like, me and Z Trip Mm -hmm. are the two biggest downtown science fans. (laughs) I still, to this day, I think it's been about maybe two years ago, I seen Z Trip somewhere and he was still wearing like a downtown Downtown science science t-shirt. And I'm just like, yes, motherfucker. Like, no one, I love down, I'm the only person that thinks Bosco Money is dope. Like, (laughs) people did not like that shit at all. a pigeon to a statue, a statue to a pigeon. So many realms need the start of religion because <laughs> believers just keep popping up all around. Something, something, then blow them away with the science like dandelions and then watch them parachute down again. Dude, that shit. Radioactive, you know that not Radioactive? Yeah. Dude, they that made was a, a song. single, wasn't it? Dude, they made a song, this group, Downtown Science, on Def Jam, but it was like a white guy that looked like, he looked like a Czechoslovakian exchange student. Sam Sever, wow. and then Bosco Money looked like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and they were, and they were, and dude, he was like a collegiate. Slightly, their image was that they were intelligent, right? That they were collegiate.
2: I yeah, they like, were totally intelligent. Were, yeah, it
1: was like, and dude, they had a song called "Radioactive." I think I've told this story, but dude, the song's like 88 to 108 megahertz. Push the side, like <laughs> the whole song was about the intricacies of a radio and the, 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 you know megahertz pushed you know like the, the fucking frequency hitting the tower and the tower i mean i was just like I of me i was amazed by that shit you know what i mean but i was like the only person i remember playing downtown science in the hood and people were like take that bullshit off and I was like this shit is so tight and i was trying to explain this to my friends like look at the songs about radio waves and they just looked at me like that's the stupidest shit i've ever heard alex you're being too cerebral again oh man it was like so th- <laughs> my, my my gangster homies used to clown me on my rhymes They used to be like Uh trading accolades for uh trading acronyms for accolades, I said that once on a song, they're like, that's the worst shit I've ever heard. (laughs) I (laughs) I just went back into my corner like
2: sorry guys. But anyway, but Sam Sever, so third base Sam Sever was phenomenal. But he he came up in the in the uh like sarah summertime, summertime and doing all like those type of beats. Like he's ridiculous. Ridiculous stories. You know who's who I got one for you.
1: You know who's singing on Summertime? Mm-mm. the lady of rage really yeah because it, it, it i read somewhere that she was in new york at, at like literally sleeping on the couch of, of like one of those studios so she'd like every now and then get a little work that's weird right wow lady rage yeah dude see, that's what happens when you fucking look when you fucking read the fucking when you actually look at the fucking notes of records and shit. but
2: anyway <laughs> tell me some more interesting guests man like i just want to just not to be on some well, the fun, what okay, the, the, I think the funnest, the, like, there were a few really exciting shows for me is when people came up and performed. And that was, um, J5 came up without Cut Chemist and performed. And that was amazing. Phenomenal. Cause yeah. they, they killed it. And, um, so they'd be in that back studio. There's that one, there's like a live room. Uh-huh. So they're in there performing. And it was just, it was ridiculous. Then I had, I had dilated in the far eye up and I was, during the Benny B days, or like, um, are they were on ABB. No, I think they signed already. Okay, I think they're on Capital. They, they had to have been on Capital by then because it wasn't. They, they weren't even on ABB that long. Okay. Um, no, they came up and performed and did a, like a long set. It was just they had the lights all out. Oh, yeah? <laughs> get going, yeah. That's what's. Up. And then there was one. There was one with um, Black Alicia's and. And they had a, a versatile with them from Lifesavers. Okay. And yeah, it, was, was it was, it was just, those things got me excited because no one, had done anything like that. None, no one had done anything with rap like that. Right, it was right. so like I don't whether it was great or not. I had a great time doing it. It was just so much fun. Hell oh, yeah, dude, it was it was glorious to be
1: up there, man. To get invited, you know. Every now and then, if it was like Kiku would tell me like, "Hey, man, we're gonna go on Magnardon," or I remember you would always be like, "Just slide through whenever," you know. And it, was, it, it was it was, cause awesome, it was easy because
2: you always had music. Yeah, you always had like. Oh, I just recorded this. Oh, I just recorded this. Oh, I just yeah, recorded this. Sure, so you'd yeah. always come up with like ammo. Yeah, so it was perfect, sure, man. man.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, who was the worst guest you've ever, who was like, you were just sitting there like, God damn. Like, you know, you could t- talk about it now. man. Who
2: was my worst <laughs> guest? Who's like the worst oh, guest? So well, like, that poor righteous te- teacher's thing was pretty shitty. Were they man. mad? They were mad. They were mad and they didn't understand And I was mad and like, what the fuck? Like yeah. two o'clock is two o'clock because I don't get free time. I don't have, like, unlimited time. That was just frustrating, you know? Um, the, it wasn't... I don't think I was ever... You know who pissed me off was um, that dude, Cameron, from Young Black Teachers. Because he, oh, wow. he, he kept cursing. He oh, was wow. rhyming and kept th- cursing. And then I took... Then I. Um, so I turned off the music and I put on a record or whatever. And I said, would you... Like, I, I used a comparison, like, for one of the guys in New York. Like, Wild Man Steve or Jeff Foss or whoever. Would you... Would you curse on their show if they asked you not to? No. Well, okay, then don't do it here. It's right, simple. Right. So that that upset me when people that was the shit would upset me because I that's bigger than trouble. me. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. bigger than me. Like I can't. Oh well, he he didn't say fuck. No, he said fuck. I can't. It, I can't argue that one. You know, we almost had Cameron on this show too because mm-hmm. he's a road he's a road manager for Organized
1: Confusion now. Is he? Yeah. Wow. And he rolls with them, and I was like, and I was even geeked out because I. I, did you have the whole YBT on there or, or I don't, did you just I don't know. I think it was just him.
2: I think it was just him randomly. Yeah,
1: it was already post the group and stuff. Yeah. I've always wanted – I want. I mean, obviously, I always wanted to interview one of the guys from there because I always thought that was an interesting dynamic of being five white guys calling yourself young black teenagers. Yeah, there was a little and bit of still be, on that. Still, and then still being produced by – by the Bomb Squad. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be produced by the Bomb Squad during the Public Enemy Ice Cube time and be five white guys and have songs like I'm Proud to be Black. And, yeah. I mean, they're awesome. <laughs> sh- have you ever heard You ever heard of Young Black Teenagers? It was like Proud to be Black and all this crazy shit. Daddy, uh, dude, Daddy called Me nigga because I liked it to rhyme. and It was like a white guy saying that shit. Like, that was fucking... Ever, that song was cra-
3: great.
1: <laughs> Being Mexican and... Be, growing up in the early 90s where 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 my parents even my dad or like people were like hip-hop's black why are you fucking rapping you should mix that song in a weird way and third bass also just anybody that wasn't black you know me <laughs> like being like that was, that was doing something kind of tight i was i remember having that song daddy coming nigga because i liked it to rhyme and it was a like, 'Cause you know, that they come because the clothes that I wear because I walk with a lane. That shit was yeah. kinda crazy, and you know? I was just like so it was like even even though YBT turned into tap the bottle and they kinda like had their moments where they were really <laughs> the commercial whack. dude, I fuck Kelly Bundy. Like they yeah. for for the five dope songs that they had, they definitely had seventeen whack ones that were very <laughs> commercial and trying to be all fucking, you know. So it was like, but the fact that they had those moments, you know what I mean? I I always like I can always look at a group and if they only had one good song, one, that one moment, that one day where they made that one critical thinking piece of art, I, I could appreciate it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like Downtown Science, man. Like they, people didn't like, <laughs> people didn't like them and nobody liked their shit at all. I know that record tanked, but I can, I can listen to Justin Warfield's B-Boys on Acid or some shit. You know what I mean? And appreciate some shit. So I, I kind of like, I've always been a fan of, okay, well, this, that leads into this cerebral yeah yeah for sure that leads into <laughs> this though okay name me you don't have to be five but name me some groups that you wish would have made it because they were so dope like on you know, some like the boogie moutherd or some shit oh like like, you know that some shit that you played that you liked
2: made it to what point
1: well made it to this point that that you thought their music was really dope but you just the world you you knew the world wasn't listening like <laughs> i i'm a fan of obscure hip-hop
2: well i think i mean count Basie. d for one, yes. All, you're fucking, you're a genius. Huge fan. Count Base D for you guys out there, man.
1: Punch him up. Isn't he from Tennessee or something? Nashville? I think he's from Nashville. Yeah, outside Murfreesboro. Man, Count Base D, dude. Yes. See, love to right, do a couple more. Hold on, but Count Base D, Art for Sale. You ever heard that yeah. EP? Yeah. Dude, art for art for sale. My record company is jerking me. Art for sale. Please help me feed my family. That was dope. And he had another song called Fat Girl. Mm -hmm. Fat Girl. Oh, dude, he's fucking sick. He ended up producing shit for MF Doom, too, right? He was fucking with Doom. Yeah, they did some
2: stuff together. He did some a couple beats. uh, Yeah, that dude Robinson. Oh, uh, John Robinson. Yeah, dude, yep. that guy was dope. Self scientific, right. okay, self scientific, but a give uh, some sigh. some <laughs> yeah, a little
1: sigh. Give me, some, give me some more, man. That um, was
2: amazing. Count based DC. <laughs> oh,
1: no, no dude. Uh,
2: so, oh, so you said so the public, whatever, whatever. Um, well, just things that you thought were dope. You know that. That's the whole basis <laughs> of the show, dude. What's dope?
1: <laughs> What's was dope to you, you know. I'm just saying, like, I like to, I like to mention things like i like to be like yo downtown science exists justin warfield exists fucking uh
2: well there's so many things that exist and then they have seller daughters some some type of following or whatever um what else did i like love 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 like i would play count base d for days (laughs) i'm saying i know you put me on the spot tell tell a story
1: (laughs) well just think about it you know like i okay like you know the knots. You know what I mean. Oh my God! Like, are you kidding me? The, the knots are amazing. I was Yeah, into the knots I'm, a lot, and you know, like
2: I'm, I'm with al- you on the knots. I'm Wild West
1: Records. I'm always pushing. I'm always pushing the knots on people. I'm always
2: pushing uh, the knots, and even even a uh, Sasha solo stuff. Yeah, been like, oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, dude, amazing. Stuff. The stuff he does, with Omid. Oh
3: my yeah, God. Yeah, he,
1: he just stuff like that. You know, that's what my that's what the fans that are listening to this podcast they they want to
2: be put up on on uh I love the knots on rabbit stew they you know? put me on <laughs> they put me on a, their record they said uh, uh, mike and uh, oh yeah uh yeah. uh whatever what the fuck got mixtapes or whatever yeah dude that that's kind of stuff um, um that was surreal let's
1: play that game man all right look i used to play this game i used to play this game with Disky. i used to play this game with with uh with life for exxon i used to play this game with Jean gray where, where we would just be like who you don't know about you don't you don't know about uh you know like the Rat and Rascal, the Rat and Rascals, <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> and then he'd look at me and be like, you don't know about Gemini, the gift to Jack. You know, oh, we just go yeah. back and forth like that, you know. Dark Leaf. I, I, am really influenced by Dark Leaf, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. All right, give me one more then. You don't have to give me three more. Just give me one more. That You, you came out the box with Count base D. I know, but how do, you, how do you
2: – where do you go from there? Dude,
1: um, I, I hit you with the knots. Just hit me with the, one more. The knots
2: are phenomenal. Just hit me with something that you really like secretly bump. Like just,
5: just – Well, hit me, okay, get,
2: what happened to uh, Uptown Dope on Plastic? See, I don't even know about that. Tommy Tell Boy. me who that is. Fucking phenomenal record. Tommy
1: Boy – uptown see i'm Don't not even, plastic i'm even okay not. what, did, what we'll, was it what was it like up. some straight
2: hip-hop straight hip-hop shit new york see? shit like that's what i'm saying ridiculous man. one f- one fucking single that's it Go. yep okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll hit
1: you with one i back in my digging days i found i found the whole resident alien on cassette which was, you know, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. um, the only thing on Prince Paul's record label yeah. that never came out due to my records. I found the whole album. So they had only put out like one 12-inch, and then yeah. I don't know what happened with the label. One day if I get to interview Prince Paul, I'll ask him. But I literally found the whole album, and it was fucking amazing. They and probably I, just shelved it. Yeah. and I. Just, what about
2: Breeze? L.A. Breeze. That's what I'm saying.
1: He had an out I mean, he had that, go, L.A. Yeah, posse,
2: but then he signed a Def Jam. I didn't and know then that. See, tell me. They shelved his ass because of L.L., I think. Really? Yeah. Because he had beef with L.L.? Not beef, just they were t- too similar, I think.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Or maybe see? he had a
2: better record or whatever. See, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Those are the stories. And then he was on Freestyle Ghetto. On King T's record, right, right. See, you know
1: things like like Mister Grimm. You know what I mean? Like those things that are, that are really, really dope. Name me one more, man. Name me one. You did Count Beige D, I want one more. I did Breeze. Breeze is amazing. I, right, did I give you Breeze. I give you Breeze. Do one think. more. I I used to play this game all the time. I, I, uh, let me see. Let me see. It's like um, like I was. You know, he only had one single, but I was really into Joe Sinister. You know, Under the Sun It had that yeah. fucking. Under the Sun Sermon was a good record. Produ- top quality. Top quality. I was, that guy was. You never like magnum opus. Da, mm. da, 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 da. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that yeah. was dope. I, just shit like that. I mean, it's a so personal shit. It doesn't mean like no one, no one's gonna like write you and be like <laughs> no one's gonna write you. <laughs> How like, could you say breeze, that? Breeze was garbage. You know, what no the hell with you? But
2: no, I'm it, trying to dig deeper. Like I'm well, dig, That's dig what deep. I'm
1: saying. Well, you, you hit me with Count base D. You were ready. You weren't even. You were. You didn't even know you were ready for that question. And then I was just said and like a fucking. Like a straight autism. You are like, you were like, count base D. Oh, there everything. was this
2: group out of Philly that Tap Money produced. Uh, Ebony. Wait, what was it called? Ebony. Ebony Sound System. Ebony. They had this song called Funky Rhyman that Tap, I used to play. Tap Money? Tap Money, yeah. 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 Tap Money from oh, shit. B, Yeah. Oh Yeah, Money.
1: Okay. Damn, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, maybe people will YouTube that you know, I was
2: the only person Ebony Broadcast System, that was what their name was. Ebony Bro see, yeah. I'm on YouTube that later. Ebony Broadcast System. Yeah, tap money.
1: See I was the only person in LA that liked the goats. Oh, the goat, yeah, no one liked the goats. Yeah, I like the goats. <laughs> Dude, Leonard Peltier in a cage. That shit was dope. Do the Dugs Dig. I was just listening to that shit today. <laughs> I don't eat apple pie. It's an American lie. Yeah. They were like the original they were like they were like raised against a machine meets immortal technique meets a tribe called quest <laughs> like they're they're trying to be a lot of things but not not too successful and any room. of them right No, yeah i like yeah i yeah. say i like the goats it was like shit like that but um you know what let's get into a uh, because then we're going to be playing some songs throughout this this podcast some songs are going to be being played you don't even know that yet the knowledge but yeah.
6: Headed back to the pad What looks the dangerous demon Known as the Cholo Dad A man with a Budweiser can And a triple dot Faded green tat on his hand Plus his mother and his daughter's name Placed on his arm for life that Veterano 40 years old He packs a knife of time we start to see any
7: Done by a pretty young face For a short frame of another race. So I stepped with the intro. Baby, can I get your name and no oh? I'm KK the super bro. She said her dad's Mario come to her house and watch a little BET, but I'm thinking Cognac, you know me, the double supreme, I'm trying to hit that, so I threw all my J, sprayed on to smell good, threw some trees in the back, and took a stroll through my hood, close to her bed. I began wondering if our old man would show up, and begin to rip, Hey yo, I should've knocked on wood, it wasn't all good, less than an hour of chilling, the door open, and there stood, a big tall Mexican man, with tattoos of his gang, and a case in his and enough brown pride to make Santana cry All I can do is ask why
1: couple more things um one is is how did you going back to the the homie that was telling me about you earlier how did you hook, hook up with jive and and there was a little known fact that you that you were actually you were an R for jive right
2: yeah break break it down oh it was uh um well so i needed a job no i needed to work right. after college right? right so um so i eventually what happened was i interned when i was a senior at rca records so i was up there on on Sunset, um, where they used to be, uh, right right, like a kitty corner from where Amoeba is now. Yeah. That's where RCA used to be, right next to that jack-in-the-box. And um, and I met – who did I meet there? I met um, – that I don't even know if that – oh, yeah. I met Carmelita Sanchez. Uh Crum. She was at – I seen her the other day. She was a student rep or she was a – I don't know if she was intern. I think she was like the college rep for Arista, same building, same distribution, right? Oh,
8: wow.
7: And
2: know. then – so she got a job at Jive doing promotions. I graduated and started working, and then um, she started label Jerry Davis or Jerry Davis started label Danny Goldberg. Softball? No, this
1: is, no. no poetic her.
2: Groove. Poetic Groove. So okay. I started working at Poetic Groove doing promotions. So it was like a long. So and then this other job happened, and this other job happened, and this other job happened, and eventually I got to do A and R Jive, but. What happened was I did promotions as far as I could. I did. Mm-hmm. I went to pro. I started doing an art profile out of on Sunset, up there a 80, eighty whatever 87, 20, 80 something. Um, but that's when the owners Corey and Steve were splitting. So I was basically doing nothing because they weren't signing anything, um, and the money between those two they were just, just fighting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was they were wearing up. That's when like nine was out. Nine. Nine and uh oh, shit, yeah. And um uh Camp Low? Camp Low Camp Low. Yeah, there's one. Or Camp Low's amazing or uh Smooth, uh, Smooth the Hustler. Smooth the Hustler's amazing too. So all those things were out about that time. Camp Low was a shit. Yeah, Camp Low, man. Luccini. Yeah, Oof. for sure. Um they say a bunch of weird
1: shit though. <laughs> <laughs> I I booked them for a show once. they they talk in their own language. Oh yeah, totally. They, like,
2: totally. I was on the phone with, with, uh, with them and, uh, uh, Gumbo, the garbage man from Lifesavers. Okay. And I was like, like they were here and I was like, on oh, Saturn.
1: Oh like, yeah. all yeah, yeah. whole other shit. I mean, if you li-
2: hilarious, I'm a, you know, I'm a lyricist
1: and I love lyrics. So I would, that, that Camp not blow up town Saturday night was probably the record of the year to me that, when it came out. And I would sit there and I, I mean, I love every song on that record and I would, just try to decipher what the fuck they were talking about. Spreading Mizzola between the Tazama Villanova. Like what? <laughs> and then and then I was like and then I was like Camp Low. And then I was like I just didn't understand. I was like Are they gay? Like I didn't understand. <laughs> this is for the brothers and the undercover faggot lovers. He says that shit in the song. And I was like Wait, what? And then I was like and then like their songs are they talk in code? And then when I met them because I booked them for a show, dude, they were they were talking a language i couldn't understand they were like yo son you know that shit is straight you know that shit is straight james bond and you know this and that they were just like talk and then i'm like they have their own language yeah and they talk like the way de la soul would, would have their own code words the yep. daisy age and this and that. they were just like they they really do talk like you know and they're if you ever get to meet them and they're great guys man they were fucking they killed i booked them for a, one of my festivals and they killed it and uh they were amazing man but yeah they talk like they just say the weirdest shit, dude. And I like, <laughs> then I remember sitting there trying to decipher uptown Saturday night and it was just like, Yeah, spreading Mazzola between the thousand my Villanova. I was like, what? <laughs> what? You know, like they just say, you know, they're dope. But uh so so you got That's so one, why didn't they blow up? I, I think I mean the record was considered record of the year. It just didn't get By it you. It. No, no. <laughs> no I th- think even the magazines, but it just never yeah, they didn't follow up. Like it didn't you know,
2: their, their stuff, their videos were dope. It was they, record of the year, mid-level record of the year. Yeah. Because it, wasn't, Cause it known wasn't
1: like Yeah, yeah. Like, it
2: was like that. Like outside of New York and. I mean, I think, yeah, I think
1: Purist, yeah, I think Purist liked it. You know, it was just like something different, but it was like, it definitely, even Lucini didn't,
2: it didn't break like that. Right. Know? But it was like really dope. What yeah. You say, well, the fuck, J.Ru, man. Like J.Ru had damager. dope records, but never, it never went beyond, like it was, whatever the ceiling was, it never passed the ceiling. Like right, it right, never, right. and there was room for it too, but it never did. Like he was, like, did he have too much edge? Did he this? Did he that? He
1: also what? got in a war with the Fujis, right? Did he? Yeah. I don't remember dude. that. Uh, violent, uh, do the Fujis, they say uh, on, uh, on, 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 uh, I'll tell you right, uh, no matter who you damage, you're still a false prophet. Oh, yeah. No matter, you know, Jerry the yep. Damager, that's a <laughs> pros. And then they say, uh, yeah, they say something, something. No matter who you damage, you're still a false prophet. And there's another part where they diss, where they diss, uh, where they diss Jeru. And then there's a song where Jeru the Damager is subliminally subliminally in the Fugees too. So it's like secret wars and shit. I love shit like that, man. People don't, people don't, people don't understand the art of the subliminal diss. So
2: why didn't the fucking Last Emperor, up?
1: Dude, that's some, see what I'm saying, man? If you dig deep enough, then you come with the Last Emperor. That dude is amazing. He to me he was like supernatural, yep. you know, supernatural. The last emperor—that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, we can easily talk about the FF and stuff like that, but exactly, dude. I always, you know, I was always wondering
2: why, why, why. Yeah, the last emperor, last emperor, and uh, Pace One too. Pace One was amazing too. You know what I'm saying? Like Pace like, One's record with Mister Green was really good. Yeah, and but, I don't know if he did a new one, but that one. I was always—that's how I felt about uh, what's homeboys
1: that does the. the the non-factor. You know what I'm about? Oh,
2: Mad Skills.
1: Mad Skills. Yeah. I, I mean, he always had hot records. Like, yeah. He always had like... And I, and I know he ended up ghostwriting for people I heard and stuff, but... Yep. Like, he always like... I like his year-end wrap ups Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mad Skills. I mean, Rascas. you know what I mean? Like, yep. I always was... I mean, I'm still the biggest Rascas fan, and I was always like... You know, he was... He had, Dr. He had a Dr. Dre. He had a record with Dr. Dre, and, you know, he had, you know... I, people like Rascal, I think they're too cerebral for their audience because no matter how much they try to dumb it down, it, it's never – it's
2: like bus. – He'll never a, dumb it down. Well, that's he what – He can't. Well, yeah. I'm saying
1: even when he tries, he's – it never – it's not going to work because he, he's so intelligent. Yep. It's like on a small, 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 small level bus driver. It's like the couple of times that Bus Driver tried to make – he has a song called Sun Sun Showers where he tries to be – like slow and be like and it's like you use the poverty he's like you use the poverty line as a threshold i'm like no no ever that's never gonna be in a club i don't give a fuck how clubby the beat is i don't care if the beats for per- clubby he's like you know this ain't art school it's a shark pool like the fools don't get what the fuck you know what you're trying to say so it's like some people no matter how how they try to come you know yeah, You have commercial edges to what they do It's like it's not gonna work. Yeah, so you know I always look at I always look at people like that. I always look at uh, but yeah, do see see you dug deep enough and you you satisfied my the question I want to answer. No, I'm gonna send you that the other one though.
2: Cool. on plastic or well, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up <laughs> and then um, going into a and so oh, so I was doing A and R at Profile, right? And then I don't think I I I was still working, and I think what um. This dude, the captain, was an A and R guy at Jive. Remember the captain? I don't, you know, I don't, I, my era
1: was Geo. You remember know, Geo? Yeah, yeah. I, that was like where I was like, that's okay. what my, I worked for Geo for a minute. He never paid me, so he never <laughs> Jive <me>. Records, <laughs> fucking assholes. Um, but anyway,
2: Geo. I'm trying to think. Was Geo there when I was already the yeah, rugged Gio, man Gio was
1: on the, on the label by then?
2: R R A was <laughs> sh- no. He was already gone. Oh, Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was at that show. Whitey Don. He,
3: yeah, Whitey. T-
2: uh Whitey Dunn was on the label, yeah. yes. So there was obviously a, a straight they were going a certain way. But yeah, so I got a job at Jive. It was
1: Did you um, who did you did you ever who did you try to sign if you never like signed them? Who did you sign, literally try to like bring there and, and say I was trying to sign, you know,
2: somebody J five. Okay. Dilated people. They did they did did the label not want them, or did the artist not want to fuck with Jive? No the label didn't want the only one who I got an offer was um Black And they went to MCA. Okay. So, 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 they, so but they, that's one after that was like right before I left. That okay. That was like literally six months. Probably. So you, do,
1: so J five and dilated that you were
2: like J five. Yeah. It was it was fucking horrible because they had a they had a really good demo and then um, the guys the my boss was like yeah I mean he didn't he couldn't under, see he, it. he couldn't see it. he didn't understand it you because half of it seeing them you know or not I'm not gonna say half of it. 25 percent say is seeing them but if you can't take the music they're making the harmonies and whatever they're doing like okay fine but then it was like three months later and he called me he goes so that jurassic five uh (laughs) like someone had seen him and told him about it and then he came back to you when it was too late he came back to me but it was just still he was just like where they at what's going on and it was just like too late like stop same thing with dilated maybe like you know they were like, ah. Uh, well, the the I mean the bigger problem was Jive was Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, and at that and, time and, and and it was so it was mad like money, it was making yeah. crazy money. They didn't need they they weren't going back to Tribe Called Quest and krs one. You know it was clear right. Keith Murray whatever it wasn't happening. So I tried um fucking Tech Nine QD Three had demos with him and shit. And right, did, I'm like they don't get you don't get Tech Nine. Okay, you don't get Jurassic Five. All right, fair enough. You don't get Dyl I understand. Tech Nine no. Yeah, I so mean, we can only trust you had E40 jive. still, you had two short still. Oh, yeah, Jive still Spice One, Spice I think, one. was at the end of his selly Cell. They were hoping for bigger things, be legit. You had to click. I mean, they had a lot of stuff, but the, there was room. You know, I went there and I was like, Yes, I'm a Jive. It's gonna be, we're gonna oh, fucking yeah. put some badass hip hop out again. And da-da-da. no, <laughs> yeah. right um, search actually called me and said. What's happening there? Like after I got the job, he goes, well, yeah. "This is what's happening there. Just be prepared." He already, <laughs> like, he already knew. Joy. He's like, he's like, yeah, they're they He's like that Britney thing, that shit, this yeah. thing, and then I'd be in the meetings and I hear about how they're gonna get in sync out from RCA. Oh, okay. they sure as fuck and then, did get in sync from and then, and After that it was like yeah there was like no need for nothing dope and shit it man. was they had, they were making money, hey man money, i money,
1: sat money. i sat there man hey i saw the only time i ever sat and saw it work man is is i was working at immortal records and i seen somebody from corn bring a cassette mm-hmm. to the dude and then the dude Listening to it and then a couple weeks later him clicking up with them and then a couple weeks later them getting signed and then the art It was like I the only time I ever seen the organic it was and it wasn't even hip-hop but right. It was like I saw the organic The I the only time I ever saw the record company work or the record The, the way it worked properly was that and that's why I had hope because I was like I was like Damn demo it worked artist signing video album group is platinum they're the biggest (laughs) shit in the world i was like hey i've seen it you know it was like awesome to see you know and in you know and in smaller ways i've seen it you know from seeing will you know the black eyed peas what they did and you know every now and then i would see something like be like oh that's they were just here chilling smoking a blunt and now they're fucking on TV looking, they lost 40 pounds. It's, you, know what I mean? like, it, you
2: know what? It's good to see, like, it's, it's great to see those guys on TV though. It's good to see like, if it's whether it's brother Ali on TV right? or, or, or if it's some other, like what, whatever rock band from.
1: Yeah. Wherever. I mean, it's how I feel about, um, Sean and them. I feel like when I see, uh, it's how I feel about slug, you know, I, atmosphere. I, those guys, um, you know, Sadiq and, and Jaybird and, and slug and, Ant and, and, idea rest in peace you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. all those kind brother ali and to see them like to see that that faction or you know sean in, in, in general atmosphere and shit it's like to see them like on on a high level it's like or dilated you know what I'm saying to see dilated in j5 and shit you know what I'm saying? I I asked to kill how much J Five charges to play. He told me eighty grand. I was like, okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but it was like, I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Like to see. But I'm happy. Shit. I'm happy for my people. Like, you know, I'm like to see them. Some of the people like really make a crack. I'm proud. Oh, you know it's what awesome. I mean? So it's like to me, it's like I like that. So it's like for every um,
2: and like I dude, think I, it, remember, I remember I used early. to have fucking a kill a kill in a and a soup demos. Oh, Apple's oh, rhythm.
1: Oh yeah, the yeah, rebels, yeah, the rebels. I have their oh, demos. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah, dude! I Forgot, remember. See, now you're, you me. I
1: remember <laughs> soup. I remember soup was an A and R at Interscope, wasn't he? Yeah, like, I yeah, remember, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I had dude. All those dudes, man. Like shit, I, I kill. Like fuck, those are my fucking people, man.
2: Like yeah,
1: kill him, all Su- day, dude. Rebels, Rhythm. So so it was like so it was like you know to see that I'm I'm super proud personally. So when I see dilated all over the planet, or like when I see dilated on David Letterman or whatever, that shit. All that's like like a reflection of, of me, you know, I'm super proud of all of them and shit. So it's kind of dope. So, but, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan of like, I'm, I'm always that guy. That's like, I wish the world would have under, seen a darkly fucked the people. I wish the world could wrap their mind around fucking some yeah. of these fucking, you know, freestyle fellowship or some of these fucking like movements, you know, even, even Raz, like I was a biggest fan of voodoo, mm-hmm. you know, I was oh, yeah. a big fan of voodoo. voodoo. Like yeah. I always thought voodoo was, I always thought Voodoo was amazing. I always thought Chase Infinite and Self Scientific were, they were they were the closest thing to like, kind of like a Pete Rock and Seal smooth thing to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought they were very dope. And you know what I mean? I think me and my homie were talking yesterday about how the West Coast, other than the N.W.A. movement and to smaller degrees of Cypress Hill and some other things, there's never there's no like there's no West Coast krs one. There's no West Coast Rockham. There's no West Coast you know what I mean? Like there's like we have our we have our major, you know, even Pac who was like from everywhere. You know, but, but there was no there was no like I one of the reasons I started rapping was because I was such a fan of X Clan K R S one and Public Enemy, poor teachers that I was like, Where's the Mexican? Yeah where's the Mexican version of Karis one or where's the Mexican Chuck D. And like, for some, I don't know why I always, maybe, I don't know if it's a race thing, but I don't know why I always was like, why isn't there a Mexican Chuck <laughs> D? I could, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, so I, you know, so he, he, that's one of the reasons I even got into hip hop. Cause I was always like, I wanted to see like a Mexican version of like my favorite artists and shit. You know what I mean? So that makes sense. And I
2: slowly became one, you know what <laughs> I mean? But, uh, no, you're right. There's not a West Coast rock cube. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but it's w- also timing too. I mean if you think about when those rec- – like all those all those records you cited were like so golden age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for what sure. was happening here was vastly different. I mean the closest right. thing would have been – to one of those or any of those is – is I mean big big picture is Cube, right? Right. Um, maybe Cypress. Cube, cube few, for a while. A couple albums. Until yeah. you got paid – Right, and then he turned into a Nice Cube. You know, you
1: know what I'm saying? <laughs> the moment, the moment his acting, the moment his, it, the moment he graduated from not being uh, stereotyped as a thug in a movie to being like a dad and all right. that, it just like took the edge off. Same thing with Ice T. Right. like he was like cop killer, and, and then Hollywood like, no, you can be a cop.
3: <laughs> and
1: then <he> turned into <laughs> cop you know what I mean? What's up, Deesky? Yep, we got the legendary Deesky in the house. What's up, man? You know, How you Mike. Doing?
2: You... Long time, man. Yeah. I gotta know what you're doing.
1: You got you got a hey. You got a question for Mike nerdone from the from your treasure trove of like. If you ever had a thought about what did you, what did you always wanted to ask Mike, we got Deeski in the house. You've already asked him, See, already asked him in a <laughs> private conversation.
2: Serious, Hold yes, on. That's
1: the first dude to play one of my records on the radio in LA. See, Woo! there you go. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank there you. you. Go. Thank Which shit. one did he play? Uh,
3: how many MCs? The blue seven inch. Mm, See. I got in
1: And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. No, that was that that feeling that No that No had right there. I think that's the feeling that you gave so many artists, and 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 so many times it was like, dude, your my record's on the radio, like because you wanted to play it. You know, what I mean, no no big record label negotiations or no hookups and no power 106 hookups it was like nah, just bring your music it was like bring your music and you gave people chances and you, and you played shit that you like and, and if it's good
3: i'll keep
2: playing it yeah for i would sure. keep playing it and keep playing it then yeah. people will be
1: like stop and, playing that and then it,
2: <laughs> it would be like enough and then,
1: and then it was that's what i'm saying you know that what's that one you did over with jesus walks oh yeah, yeah.
2: Da, Vin- da vinci Blow? That was with him right yep. yeah yeah he flipped that i was looking for that movies. i gotta find that oh, that yeah, fucking yeah. record's phenomenal oh, oh my word. god yeah, yeah.
1: It was just always as soon as I heard Jesus, you know, my stupid mind always wants to flip anything Catholic or Christian and shit. Yeah, I (laughs) I
2: love that record. Oh, yeah. You know, those
1: stuff. Yeah, dude up above almost fucking crucified me. You know, (laughs) they were just like, that was the beginning of the end with me over there. But yeah, dude, it was like, it was like, uh, you know, you just, yeah, you played a lot of records that were, that were, that were dope and you helped a lot of people. Let me ask you a question. That's are kind of winding down to the end. What? I want. I know. talking about no, the no. beat, man. Oh, no, no, we're not even. We're not even. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not even. We're not at the end. But when did when did you feel like? When did you feel as far as the KXOU one? Did they push you out, or did when you finally were like, I've got a, I've got kids. I got what? What's when? when you were you like? When? When was the beginning of that concept of being <sighs> like, fuck, dude? I think this
2: fucking eighteen year. Um, it was. It was. Life choices, I guess. It was, it was things that I needed to do, do differently. And that was something I needed to stop doing because, because as I said before, I couldn't separate like that from anything else. That became so unconsuming. Music came so consuming and that, whatever that was, KXU was, like I couldn't do the other things I needed to do in my life well. So it was. I know the feeling. It just became, it, it was to, like there were certain things about it that I was good at, and they were at that, at hosting a show, at, at listening to music, at finding music that I thought was suitable to play, but as um, as a parent and as a husband, I wasn't doing a good job. So that was easy. It was, that was a necessary thing to take out of my life at that point. Because it was, it was starting to affect,
1: it was being affecting the family. Right, the vibe yeah. and Stuff like that, yep. for sure, for sure. Um, that And that's all too real, and a lot, a lot of people... I don't think a lot of people understand when you are an artist or you're committed to to, to a thing how how it all consuming it
2: can well, be. Well, and like you said, it became it didn't it was I was a fan. I was first thing I was a fan of music. I was a fan of hip hop, and then I had an opportunity to share it with people, you know. And then that becomes how do you outdo yourself, or how do you keep it great, or whatever. Right. What what your my perception was? How do I keep it great? How do I keep it evolving, and how do I keep it interesting, and how do and um that meant more time like in a box you know and not doing other things i needed to do so that was yeah how'd your family feel when you finally stepped stepped down it was was i mean the girls were really young so i don't think they were too affected by it no no no, and i think I, i know lynette was happy um just because it was uh um we'd gone through hard times um you know, personally, but also financially and stuff. And it's, you're giving away, you're giving away one seventh
1: of your your life. You're giving away
2: time, like to do that, just the two hours physically that you're there, but also the, the time to prepare. Right. Hmm. And there's no compensation outside of whatever joy you get out of doing it. Right. Or whatever. Um, So all those things were part of the, the thought process and, and walking away. I know the thought process well,
1: man. I'm constantly like, dude, am I really, I gotta go to downtown. I gotta do this thing for free that I told someone I was gonna do. And I got, you know, I'm I'm spending gas, I'm spending time, maybe I'm not feeling it, but my, my, I mean, every single day I get an email or a phone call and it's like, can you do this show for me? I might only have a (laughs) hundred bucks for you. Or like, can you do this benefit for me? And can you do this thing? Can you do that? And it's like your heart, it's like I love closing my eyes and rapping. I love playing. I love getting accolades. I love the feeling of the shit. And then you're like, "Damn, my how far away is it? Right? Is is it worth it? My, <laughs> my car's not starting. You know, this is not. This is not. I'm stressed. I got bills. You know, so yeah, no, it's it's totally understandable. I think a lot of people. 18 years. That's a ridiculous commitment. You know. And, and let's talk about. You said the beat. Talk talk, talk yeah, to me you about that. Talk about the beat. Oh yeah, man. talk to me about it. Break it down. <laughs> no, no break it dude you it's so we could spend five hours on the show right i mean like seriously or like even we haven't even gotten to the the we came from beyond cds which we're going to talk about that too right talk talk to
2: me about the beat well no because well the beat was um me and ems and uh and jeff chang at, at a point and that i don't know evolved into something else but um it was a show we did so it was the joint it was me and M's. It was um, right. Friday nights, and it was like three years. And Kurt came in at the end, and it was it was the first hip hop show they had there. Right. And it was maybe six months after the Baker Boys started at Power, doing Friday night flavors. Right, right, right. Um, and that w-
1: and that was a good time. You know what I mean? Oh that yeah, time, it was like ninety three. It was like
2: it was like they were giving
1: people a chance on that side too. You know, you know, and and you know, it's when Keith
2: Naftali had come down from KML.
1: And he, that's why. He, his influence was was one of the reasons why
2: there was yeah. Because Cameo
1: was, was dope, man. Cameo I, was
2: dope. Cameo was dope. I was I'm not from the Bay,
1: but KM, for, I used to hear about Cameo all the time, and then a the few times when I was up there, i would hear.
2: It, and I was just like Cameo, really a, progressive yeah. um, station at the time. And and, and you think about '93, and they were Cameo was probably doing it from the either late '80s or or mid '90s, but or earlier '90s, I should say. But the beat in '92 or whatever was. Heavily like it was urban w- woman, f- probably thirty plus demo. So it was a lot of uh, what Brian McKnight and
3: fuck, I don't know. I, who need, else. I need a baby Key and sweat yeah. and
2: whatever you know, whatever. It was right. a lot. It was really mellow, and they didn't have anything progressive going on. Um, I don't know. If they, so I don't he, even know if they had a mix show at that point. But at least, for, at least the
1: three years there it was a check too. You know, I, mean? I don't know like three so, years there I mean, was. was like, I'm saying fucking like, phenomenal. Yeah, and it was
2: like you know what I
1: mean. And like I said, that was a and good time.
2: It was a great time for hip hop, and it was a great time. I mean, shit. We had Biggie up. We had Craig yeah. Mack up. I was had, about to say being on a on a on a on a station that's paying or like a major station. We had Run DMC. We had Run DMC on our first. I think on our first fucking show or something. Yeah, Biggie. Really you interviewed Biggie. Yeah, we had Biggie. That's dope, man. How was that? It was, I mean, dope. it was fine. He played Juicy.
3: Yeah? <laughs> you
2: know, it was fine. He was, was just
1: like going through the, he was going was through the radio circuit like motion. Yeah, it was. Who was interesting? Who was interesting on that from, from, from that level? Cause now you're dealing with labels and, and major artists. You know what I'm saying? Who's cool? Who's cool on that tip? Most people were cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not TMZ <laughs> and shit. I'm not trying to like get any dirt. But I'm just saying like, who no, was, was like so you know, long anything. ago. Who um, was cool? It's hard, it's hard to like, pick out guests when you had 20 years of shows right you know I mean? it like, is well you know what is. was
2: what was funny as shit we had um well we just we did one well, we did two one or two shows we had dst up um grand mixer dst okay and he was just talking about the history of hip-hop and that was phenomenal because it was just breaking everything down and trying to break everything down and actually the beastie boys came up that night so we were oh. all talking about new york and how their perception because they're they're and Grand DST was there. Like he was finding breaks and he he found breaks that people use – are still using. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. He's one of those cats. And then the Beastie Boys had a, obviously a different perspective and coming at it at a different angle. But getting all that information um, was fascinating. And uh, I think we had Keith well, – I don't know if – I think Cool Keith might have been there that night. But I I got to know Keith really well during the joint.
1: You get to know I was like,
2: you get to know Well, as much as you can know Keith.
1: I've done four songs with Cool Keith. <laughs> Does he remember you? No, that's what I was about to say. I've, no, I've done four songs with Cool Keith, and every time I see him, he's like, Hi, I'm Cool Keith. I'm like, yeah, it's the next role. Like, You wanted to
3: go on tour with me, remember? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll be like... Cool Keith, where'd you hear first? Right here, right here. Well, it's the year of the rhythm. At least know your enemies.
0: I can count on lives, one and only guarantee. The next day will show up, as long as your eyes can open. If you comprehend, hoping the lines that the people don't cross. But the lies leak through your teeth If they're acting like everybody's friend Because most people are real to the end We built this city with a hip-hop brick But you insist on lying like you're running for office Know my enemies like I know my own nuts They're like a sheep in wolf's clothing Know your allies like you know your child's voice Hiding from the midnight sun With their jaws tinted up Choking on your own tongue Then you seal the wound with the touch of my blessed hand It's like a sick and twisted, solitary misfit The Lord looks down on you and laughs Cause an enemy is anyone who hurts you back Stab me in the face, shoot me in the eye, watch my blood drain all over my food, but know your enemies. It's like running with scissors in your mouth, where you can stab me in the face, shoot me in the eye, watch my blood drain all over my food, but know your enemies. It's like running with scissors in your mouth,
9: fake friends. Only fabricate the fuse. Understand that undergraduates use carnival cues, cause they can't copy clean. Nice now, no, I'm the kilometer king. America is all angles and ass. Listen, to Los Angeles lyrical laugh, laugh. Lineage of leisure leaks line over lure. Dearly yearning, yank your yarn, cause you're obviously an optimist. I'm off the disc. Unaware of a union under this. Behind bars, subliminal bears bite instantly. Incinerators ignite. Thomas guides turn to tears of terror. Enemies earthen and in this terrible error. Remember,
0: revolution is real. Still stick snakes if they steal. You can stab me in the face, shoot me in the eye. Watch my blood drain all over my food. But know your enemies. Take amphetamines. It's like running with scissors in your mouth. Or you can stab me in the face, shoot me in the eye, watch my blood drain all over my food. But know your enemies. Take amphetamines. It's like running
9: with scissors in your mouth. Checking me, jealous, one step to me. Ultimate counterfeit analysis, scandalous. Friends on the block, you know. Cock, you know. Stop, you know. Pop, you know. Heads back. Joints on the scaminator, Demonstrator, orchestrator. I seen the kids whip, trying to flip. Visit behind our back. They ain't with it. Static for the masses. From here to Calabasas. Routine foes and pulls, Watch the average Joes. in the grass. We be seeing all of us there and seeing. Dropping jewels. Switching us like Mexicans, Texas Rangers, all these jealous strangers. I've seen thoughts, got to look at the kid with 40 ounces. Drinking courts, you taking losses, of courses. the verdict of your jealousy, you tell
0: it be. Get checked. Watch the kid boy when you, you can stab me in the face. Shoot me in the eye. Watch my blood drain all over my food. food. We'll know your enemies. Take a fetter me like running with scissors in your mouth. Well, you can stab me in the face. Shoot me in the eye. Watch my blood drain all over my food. We'll know your enemies. Take a fetter me like running with scissors in your mouth.
2: Dude cool keith exactly dude. no the funniest shit was keith okay I okay, can't. cool i'll go back to cake scene. fuck the beat whatever um uh, he'd bring up like desserts he'd come to do an interview and bring up like dude like cakes oh yeah like seriously you know? okay i got one for like, you. like six or seven yeah, i got
1: one for you and this is real me and cholo on <laughs> we used to be phone operators for for pink dot you know pink dot's at the delivery yeah. service a yeah. food, oh and, i remember that yeah and, and i am <laughs> and i'm pico in la cienega me and Danny were like the people, you know. When you call, it'd be like, it would be like phone operators, like, "Oh, thank you for calling Pink Dot." And then this was like some early shit where, like, on the computer screen, when you call, it would say your name, your address, what you like to order, like your your uh, trends, like, like, um, <laughs> yes. this is Cool Keith. He likes to order bottles of you know two liters of Coca Cola and Marlboros or whatever. And dude, I'm not joking. Cool Keith called me one day. And it just said Cool Keith Hollywood whatever right, and he was like, Yeah yeah um, let me get a and all he ordered was about eight boxes of cereal, and and ice cream. And he was like, Let me get a box, let me get, let me get a box of Captain Crunch, and uh, let me get a box of uh, Fruity Pebbles, and let me get. And he ordered eight boxes of cereal, and he was like in bed with a woman. He's like, What you want? What you want, baby? And let me get let me get some apple juice. And, and he ordered eight boxes of cereal, and I was like. That was crazy. Dude. That sounds right. Brad Pitt called me once too. It was funny. <laughs> Brad Pitt ordered some food. I was like, Brad Pitt, dude. Like, it would say on on the computer screen, like, like this is TV's Dana Plato from different strokes, <laughs> like on the TV and shit, you know, on the, on the screen or whatever. But Cool Keith was crazy, dude. Like, he was. I remember, I remember kicking it with Cool Keith and and Evidence and Rocka walked by and he was like. Oh, that's, that's my homie. Dilated poo poos. Like, you know, like, you know, just like say the stupidest shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's a fool. He's a fool, <laughs> dude. Oh, I, man. He, dude, I, I remember, you know, how come Kurtz was right there by Santa Monica High? Yeah. Dude, cool Keith with a back shorts on and a little polo shirt that you know the, and this is the man's got to be 40 40 years old back then <laughs> right. this is like he was 40 or 41 42 with little shorts and a polo shirt and a backpack and he's on the corner where the high school's at talking to girls like hey i'm new here I mean, <laughs> yeah, like he was like i'm so fucking like trying to pick up the like a fucking 15 year old dude like hey i'm new here like I was like, oh shit, is the real deal, dude. He's crazy. Careful,
2: careful, ladies.
1: He, yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, and, and then, and then, you know what? I'll get into one other Cookie thing. It and it sucks. You could we do a it, show just talking about. Oh cookie. yeah, dude. And it sucks because because it has to do with Rob. One rest in peace, and uh, Rob rest in peace to Rob. But I remember didn't Rob like leak Cookie's album or some weird shit like the Columbia record. He like leaked it or something. Oh, I don't know.
3: He might. Dude, right
1: when because you know Rob was a notorious tape trader, and yeah. was always like Rob was always like, "I got that old dirty bastard." Yeah. Six months before it comes <laughs> out, and so you know, though he's like hold this shit over your head. Like I got this intelligent hood <laughs> album <laughs> and shit. He actually gave me. You know what? It was dope. I was really into brand new heavies. That brand new heavies album, yeah, Heavy what? Rhyme Experience, yeah, and he gave me unreleased. He gave me some songs that Oh, yeah, that they never were made. ugly songs, He yeah. gave me the third bass song. There was okay. a third bass with brand new heavies, and there was some other shit that never made it. And uh, going back to Keith, right when Rob passed away, which obviously was a super sad time for all of us, he... Uh, it was around Cookie like didn't care he was on the radio like fuck Rob why didn't he fucking leak my record and it was just so funny because we everybody's all sad about Rob and it was like yo rest in peace Rob won and Cookie was like fuck Rob won not he fucking leak my record and it just made me laugh because I was like he was like the only person that didn't care that would, <laughs> Rob died. That would be like awesome. that yep. yeah he was also like, fuck Rob shit it was funny dude Rob gave, gave you a copy of Cookie's <laughs> album <laughs> see that's what I'm saying yeah. he was yeah, dude. That because yeah. Rob was like, Rob was like that. You know what I mean? Rob you was gotta like, hear this. Yeah, oh, yeah, Rob was like, Rob was like, he would always have some like hot shit. that Like that. That was it. That's what I liked about the record industry for me. It was like I literally, and I mean this, I was the first person. I swear, and this is true. New York, L. A. I was other than probably the artist. I was the first person. To crack open the boxes of Common Sense 12-inch for I used to love her
3: because
1: mm. I worked at the warehouse and at the warehouse, uh, the Relativity Records warehouse in Torrance. Oh, really? And they came in to me, oh, and I was like, to send. I was sending those records <laughs> out to like Tyson Bedford and all the DJs, the fucking X-Men, you know. You all shit to me, man. I didn't at the time. I was I was barely new, dude. I was so new. Remember Link? Yeah, Link was the person yeah, that Link, put me on, yeah. man. Oh, dude, I remember one time they gave me three copies. They only gave me three copies of this Super Cat – it was like a special vinyl where like all of the Super Cat remixes, like Mm -hmm. Dolly My Baby, all that dope shit. And he's like, you have three copies. And dude, I'm not joking, dude. I gave one copy each to the Baker – I think Baker Boys. And then I ended up – because I'm a G, I gave my copy to Cockney O'Dyer. Nice. And then some – and I just remembered – Somebody like the Baker Boys or somebody big didn't get a copy and they chewed me out on a Columbia record. And I was like, it's Cockney or Dyer. And they're like, I don't give a fuck what that is. This record is for this fucking you know, somebody big and shit. And I was like, No, I'm gonna give it to Cockney or Dyer. People now. actually hear it if I give it to or Dyer. I was like, if I give it to him, he's actually gonna play it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, man. But um <laughs> so so um, yeah, man, we could go all day. I'm, oh. tell me we wanna play some songs though, like and and obviously I wanna yeah. I want to play out. What you got? Let me see what you got here. You yeah, got. You got that. your. Yeah. About, let's talk about
2: compil- these. We, let's, well,
1: let's talk about this. We came from beyond, so, man. How did this manifest? This will. This will be one of the last things. And look, of course, Count Basie. Yep. See, you were all do dude. The mighty Casey.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh. Like that. see, that's what, the mighty Casey, dude. Uh, white girls, right? Remember, he had yeah, white. Yeah, S- and white girls. White. You got liquor liquorland, but, white girls and it was about fucking white girls and he was like don't tell minister farrakhan <laughs> yeah. he don't need to know what's going on because white it's girls on it's the end credits of the movie it's on it's on the end credits of the white girls away. movie oh he's the song's playing yeah dude so let, let's talk about this for a second so you besides being a producer
2: and everything how did you get
1: razor and out of like an yeah. indie
2: label or? it's a it's a label distributed through um or was through BMG. I don't know. What. Okay. I, they're, I don't know if they're still in business, but they did a bunch of compilations, like they did Monsters of Records, you know, and stuff like that. So and so, you, I see two
1: volumes here.
3: The, yeah.
2: the first one, of course, I'm gonna just give you a
1: rundown to let you know what he was putting out in 2001: Freestyle Fellowship, Idea, Pep, Love, Mighty Casey. This is this is 2001: Dilated, Black Blackalicious, Count Basty, Atmosphere, Beastie Boys. AWOL 1, Jurassic 5, Fat, oh, fat, fat Head. head. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. All right. I'm, I'm going to run through this, but I got to hear one Fat Head story. Motion Man featuring Cub Master Kurt. And then Rob 1 All-Stars, which is – uh I don't know if it's 14 minutes or 17 minutes. It's 17 minutes. It's a 17-minute song yep. about Rob 1, rest in peace. And it was recorded the day that Rob – right after Rob passed. I think it was the morning – we were on our way to record the song anyway because Rob yeah. had cancer and we were on our way to make a tribute song for Rob to raise money for his medical bills. And the morning that it happened, Rob died and we still met at Mom's The Word Studio on on 7th and La Brea. And this song, which we are going to play on the show, I don't give a fuck if it's 17 minutes long, we're going to
3: play it. <laughs> uh,
1: the song has, I mean... As Micah Nine, Peace, Doctor Oop, Rocka R Science, The Shapeshifters, Me, so many people, Visionaries, all kind yep. of people on subtitle, all kind of people are on the song, and it's a 17 minute song for the homie, and it's amazing. Is it Naila on it, Naila's on it, dude. Doctor Oop, yeah, and Rocka kill it, St. Mark kill it, Yeah, St. Mark's, on. everybody kills this shit, and so you're gonna hear it on the show. But 17 minute song for my boy Rob, man, and, and uh, you know what? I have a song called Ghost Memo, which is about my my homie that died later that year named Memo, who was part of my crew of Mexican descent. And in that song, we should play Ghost Memo too. In that song it says, <laughs> it says me and it says, it says, you know, I don't know if you ever heard the song, but it says, I remember that night, me, me and Memo listening to, listening to Mike Nardone I remember uh, rob one tribute. You know, we listened that night. I remember being in my apartment with the lights off with my girlfriend at the time, Noelia and, and my boy Memo. Just late, we were all laid out just in my room on the floor smoking weed, and we listened to your tribute show for Rob, and and it was just a crazy day. T- to go into that day for one second, um, basically, twenty rappers all came together on San Vicente. We all started. I think everybody emptied their wallets out. There was like ten to twelve full bottles of. There was so many drugs, dude. I think I did opium that day. Like, <laughs> fools are breaking out. Fools are breaking out. Weed, coke, opium, all their drugs. People were calling and just... I mean, we, we literally had $1,000 worth of drugs and alcohol, and we all sat there and testified and, and made a song for Rob. It was pretty fucking intense, man. Never
2: heard that part of the story. The, well,
1: yeah, day, it was like... <laughs> I remember nobody wanted to go first, and they was like, I'll go first. I went second. Dude, just throughout the day, people were just fucking... Getting smashed and just fucking sad, and that that beautiful song came out of that. But uh so that's on, and that's on volume one. We came from beyond. That's volume one. Volume two has esoteric, self titled, and apathy. Planet Asia would come as a Kurt Ono, j Zone, who's amazing. j Zone's a shit. j Zone's crazy. Visionary visionaries. MPC, I don't even remember this song. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Mo- moving, producing, creating. Uh, is that a song we did exclusively for you? It, it was either that or it
2: wasn't really. It's not on yeah, yeah it's it's not, not, on, any, it's not on anything any else. Records. That was dude, a whole
1: part of the idea of the compilation. Dude, so vi- visionary fans out there, MPC, moving, producing, creating, like a song I don't even remember. I'm going to fucking have to listen to this. <laughs> J Live, Lifesavers featuring claim That sounds like a fucking interesting combo. Black Love, Aesop Rock, Idea, dude, Aesop Rock, Idea, and Slug on the same song. Wild Child. people, Dude, my favorite song on this album was Cholo Dad.
2: Cholo Dad's P- a great people song. People Under the
1: Stairs. Yeah. That's my favorite People Under the Stairs song, period. And I think that's probably where I, where, is that an exclusive song too? Or yeah, that what, that shit's... hadn't
2: been released when that came out. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Cholo Dad is really dope. Dude, and then for all you fucking newbies that don't know what's up, Aloe Black's on here.
2: Yeah, rapping, dude. rapping.
1: <laughs> dude aloe black was so dope dude I, it was so good i remember playing shows in orange county with him and and he would dress up in a suit and shit <laughs> he, always he always came proper yeah. yeah dude he was he was really dope and shit to me he's like i i know no we shouldn't be comparing because they're apples and oranges but to me he was kind of like He's like a West Coast most deaf to me, kind of like. He was kind of not as, not as intricate and deep, you know, not as like rapping as face off. I know what off, you're saying, but. But it yeah. just, I'm saying on, on some his, levels, his, his soul style level, and. He's got like a soulful level, man. I really like that. It's got Metaphor man. That's my Oakland Raiders family right there. <laughs> and then uh, a pony Bee Fly. And then Latif. Latif's the truth? Yeah, Latif from uh, Soul Science. Dude. Quantum. Yeah, man. It presents Maroons. That's crazy. I'm not knowing. Yeah, Latif is dope too, man. So. Those are that's just the two volumes that we came from beyond so if you can find that if you can find those records if you can punch them up on are they, are they on youtube even like maybe some of the songs probably dude we came from all beyond. Stuff is now everything's out we everywhere. came from beyond one and we came from beyond two man you brought some stuff Oh, What'd those you, are just old. Drops? drops yeah those are all Dude, drops, we're gonna so. have to burn and get some who's on here i don't
2: know
1: oh, dude. One, one of them is
2: castor pollux but, i got that um, Tankworth did Oh dude. He told me like seriously like two years ago. I don't know what podcast you were doing before this, but you were doing one uh-huh. before this. Oh yeah, I had a I had a sort of <laughs> And he's all Yeah, I heard you're doing Tumex's podcast. And I laughed. I was like, dude, I ain't talked to Tumex in I don't know how fucking long. He has a podcast? Like, I got no idea. And then so then when I saw you that day outside of Brother Ali, I think that's the first time I saw you recently, right? Mm-hmm. And uh and you're like, Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, man. You
1: you're on you're on and, my you're on my short list, man. I'm like we knocking them down little by little, cause cause we're really picky about who we have on the show. Not to be on some weird shit, but it's like
2: sick. We've had sick jacking, Micah Nine, AC alone, sick Jackin, dude. I remember, yeah, yeah their first show at fucking the brewery that at that where that brewery used to be in San Monica. See, That's that was Be Real's guy. Yeah, All will be real. That's what I'm saying, man. I
1: was I was there when Be Real discovered Psycho Room. He discovered them at Placita at the Overo Street. We had did a show and he he discovered them there like the first time. I remember so, Psycho Realm, so fucking good. Yeah, dude, those dudes are amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, Duke and all that shit. Oof. But um, man, we're gonna you are gonna actually have to wrap it up, unfortunately. But uh, wrap it, wrap it up. But dude, I just want to say, and like I said throughout this podcast, we're gonna play different music. We'll play some drops. We're gonna play the Rob One song. Is there anything specific? That you out of this, what did nope. you want me to
2: play? No, nope. like? whatever you want. So okay. just, just dub, just okay, burn just, them and, and whatever you back. want. Okay,
1: oh, we'll burn them right now, so don't trip. But yeah, dude, I want to thank you. And like I said, this even, we're just like, man, it's like you ever seen when you buy a, a, a fucking icy from the man, the paletero and shit, and he's got this block of ice and he just kind of like shaves a little off and puts some fucking coloring get some flavor and put some sugar and gives it to you for a dollar that this interview was just a fucking shaving of the the depth of of mike nardone and of the depth of of what you did for for our culture and 18 years plus of shows and producing and and you know i'm just you know this is just a fucking shaving dude like you might have to be one of the people that that like every X amount of time comes back and we can tell more stories, you know come what on, I mean? And anytime. Tell, and like come, come with another phase and be like, okay, you know, like that way you have a part two that's like, yo, man, we, we fucking, let's talk about some other stuff like that. So, cause people after they hear the drops and the people that know are going to be geeky shit. So,
2: it's so hard to total recall stuff. So, no, no like for sure. sitting here, things are coming, like I remember interviewing Ski. I remember like all this, just yeah. random shit. Yeah. It, shit, well, just,
1: yeah. It's like you didn't,
2: but I a, came, with nothing with no expectations well, we live in a so. world
1: look man we live in this instagram world where people pull out their phone and record everything instead of living in the moment you actually lived in the moment so a lot of things that happened in the, a lot of the greatest things that have ever happened to me they happened in the moment so it's like i don't have that proof that fucking i freestyled with fucking yeah special ed you know or whatever <laughs> and shit but it's like you know it's like some of those moments are only to be they're, you know, the oral tradition that only to be told yeah, in moments like it. this. So it's like a lot of times, you know, like I, like I was just, like I just said, you know, one time I freestyled with the homie that passed away from the Grave Diggers. Oh. Who was the, short, the shortest homie? The, yeah, the I homie love fool. Them, yeah. Him and dilated, dilated T-Love, him and me freestyled. And it Where? Was like, in Santa Monica, they were being managed by somebody, oh. and it was like we just got an cypher. Oh yeah, they shit.
2: did by Ehrlich. Yeah, see the Santa guy who produces America. the Grammys. Yeah,
8: he produces he? The Grammy shows. Yeah, it's crazy. He's David crazy, David Ehrlich, I think. Crazy
1: shit like that. So it's like moments happen, and they don't, you know, they're not taped. So it's like you know, you lived in the moment for so long on a show that was so rich and deep in content and and hip hop. So it's like you know, I'm I'm happy that you came and could remember fucking five stories dude you know what i mean like count bass well, d count bass d <laughs> dude he's amazing man he he was super dope and uh and is dope and uh thank you man we'll, we'll, we'll no, get thank back, you we'll man. get back on this again and like i said man if it feels hella full circle to to go from a fan of listening to the show a fan getting to be on there as artists with visuals about myself and with the shapes and 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 growing in this industry into whatever and coming back to be able to do this man i appreciate it so mike nardone we came from beyond dude if you know you know if you didn't you fucked up and missed out or you're too (laughs) little or too dumb or you lived outside of the fucking 20 50 mile radius of the fucking frequency (laughs) of the show there's times i would be driving in my car and it was like trying to pick your shit up and i was like i'm i'm in fucking I'm in fucking like Pomona or somewhere too, like too far. East, How far friend? was the radius?
2: I don't even know. It
1: was like, but I remember times I would be at the beach or I, there's some places where get, some, some places like, were good, like Pasadena. You could yeah, get yeah, But then but some places, places like there was times when I would be like, it'd be Sunday night and I try to tune in. and It was like, so, you know, if you, if you got to live it and experience, it, it's a wonderful thing. If not, I mean, dude, there should, I know you're busy doing life. There should be to a small degree. This should be a "We Came from Beyond" documentary or something. You got to work on it, man. Like you that's gotta, that's you what gotta, I want to spend yeah, my time doing. You should do a little bit. You should get some fucking. You can never walk away from the game, for like you can't when you're in. When you're in, like when you do something like what you did, eighteen years of a radio show. When you're in it, you don't see you don't see what you're doing. Sometimes you're just living it, sure. And then only in retrospect are you like, God damn, I fucking you know, like me, I was like, I spent a week with Big L right. working for Columbia, and I was like, I don't have one picture, I fucking, if I knew, I mean, not that I knew, no one was going to know the dude was going to pass or whatever happened, but it's like, dude, if I knew, like, I really spent seven days just me and Big L, I would have taken a hundred pictures. <laughs> and now in 2014, it'd be like, damn, that fool was old school chilling with Big L, or, you know, all that food met Biggie, or, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I've met Pac and shit like that, you know, so it's like, shit like that. And it's like, man, I wish, but you just live in the moment all that shit
2: now it's all photos like i saw who'd i see i saw red and Uh mellow at the cut chemist shadows thing Uh so i'm like pictures i need a picture i want a picture yeah man it's like that you know but
1: memories man and i'm glad i'm glad you're here to share some of that.
2: no anytime my pleasure man thank you
1: mike nardone the legend the great the hip-hop fucking server man he fucking like he was a vessel for 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 a lot of dope hip hop and a lot of people all over the world, thank you, man. A lot of a lot of MCs. You helped a lot of careers get started and you gave a lot of people confidence to, to make make music and, and do a lot of things. And you made a lot of people happy for eight for 20 years, dog. So thank you. Sweet. Uh we're out of here. Um we'll be back with some more shows. Platform collection. Thank you very much. And I also want to say what's up to dski And I also want to say uh I'm working on uh sorry, man, I have to I got I I need dough, man. So I'm um, 2mech.bandcamp.com. I'm putting my records up on Bandcamp. So buy my shit. Stop fucking stealing on my shit. Stop <laughs> just creating YouTube channels of my music and not paying me for it. So pay me, pay me some money. Anyway, I'm out. Thank you very much. We'll catch you on the next one. If you kill a sound boy every day, DJ category one, full of records,
3: turntable records. Biggest
0: pervert that I know. Selector, so they say cause I'm young that I don't know everything and don't appreciate Shh. Watch the party swing, rack cans, spray paint at the hardware store. Shifters blowing smoke on a Saturday night. Acting invisible, teenage wasteland, legendary mix and hold of man. Life's twist and turns like walls, triple colors. The final was a his skin hasn't been dented. TJ, block the beat with your hands. It might wobble to one hand band. All these MCs tribute to one DJ. Fly ID, you boys champion paved the way. A person like Walrus can't say goodbye, but this rhyme I wrote is probably my best try.
9: When you need a DJ for the show, Rob one. When you want to borrow porno videos, Rob one. The announcer, always ready to rock the mic. Fuck the bouncer, always ready to have a fight. San Jose, we both started to tweak. We ended up driving home together like Jim Duggan and Iron Chico oh, shit, you're an asshole. Three in the morning running out of Denny's real fast. Yo, Rob, you always have my back. I put that on the AZ and D'Angelo plaque that you sent. You helped me pay the rent Always down to DJ for old Mexican descent Robert Corey You were a friend of me Remember that night that you had a fight with Bigger B Now you both so heavenly evenly You're going down in LA hip-hop history
8: The only DJ I know to break a record Literally in the middle of a set upset the whole crowd speaking your opinion so loud that everybody had to listen you were spinning at the ledger club but the g-string hoes didn't know what was up old school classics had them standing around until you started spinning some of that boxy round and started dancing like a clown then all of a sudden the music ceases took the record off the table and you broke it into pieces then you grabbed the microphone if you don't love hip-hop then go the fuck home. We oh, went to Lake Tahoe to rock
3: a house party. You were all the ones that do the through L.A.O.G. You've been doing the utmost to
10: represent Cali. And the time you went to organize the rhymes. To put on various mixtapes, the coverage was necessary. Making fools around the world put the pants to the line. But you must follow the pattern of the creator's design. The only so-called paper to pick up the unsigned. If you were ever in a bind, then try to call Rob one. Cappy, stop one. Always someone on the run. Keeping the party cracking like cock and shot. But you've only left here, see? Your life has just begun.
9: Hey Yo, Rob boy. remember rockin' rap in Transit District? If a 217 came by, you know we had to diss it. Still a drama sweater a hat to trade later. When I bounce to the mic, yo, you stuck with the fader. I see this painted on Melrose and La Brea. You made the turntable more than just a record player. Player, We was ditching John Browns to steal paint. My brother, you're immortal, you're a, a hip hop saint. It's just two days ago when OG told me about this record for the wealth of benefit your health. So I'm here, man, we family, I hope this helps. But I'm mad I did and call and ask you about yourself. From create to devastating the peoples that dilate. So you still can't be stopped while you lounge to escape. You said, Rock a kick, a clean cut for me. So it's the R O B, the O N E. A tribute to the man called Rob One Now. Sent to the sky.
5: From A tribute to the table and the spray can style Running out of time, then the time runs out I'm running through the past as I take a time outside Inside out as the rhyme climbs out fly Finding our way through the fog somehow Some of us feel kinda some but must feel so suddenly feel But the love of us feels with the thunderous feel Right under our heels, off the top of the chest that you properly rest Gratitude is all I have in the 9-2, trendsetters was the tape. Memories stick like a piece of tape. Take to my heart as a friend departs, but never really leaves when the leaves fall down. Off the trees are sound as the breeze blows round. With the free throw sound of the cuts, rocks thrown down. Tribute to the man called Rock One Now. Tribute to the man called Rock One Now. A musical hero.
8: Active at the intro, supporting the global set. Keeping the record, revolving the underground bed. Spinning the acetate we take place in history. Instantly ingrained in the minds of those who beat the design. cross state complementing the energy, now the symmetry. Projects cross, rock got rock the beat never stops, Rob one. Intricate part of the heart of the underground. Your presence is evident, this gathering's a testament. We're celebrating your remembrance through several sentiments. So you're living infinite rhythm and vocal instrument. Rock, call it. This I'm sending you my love, man. Play my records in the club, man. You got the diggers into the tub and This other the way we get every mystic mystic form You drop have a boat thought and tongue tied in the knot This is the side we fought for I got more in aim You straighten out the J and arrow The M in my name We claim fame in the form of pain Memories never faint Never trying to be Someone we ain't traveling a the babbling of the junk And it not too the to be true And never was a punk They said that's what you would say I'm catching a fade Drinking in your honor today You'd want me to get paid And hit it and split it With multiples of spray Let like the canyon blast it, leaving the glass of display. I see your fly ID, I know your past death. Every day we a second, shorter of our last breath.
3: Rest in peace, R O B O N E. Rest in peace, R-O-V-O-M-E.
4: Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I build no battle. Intergalactical space travel, six feet beneath gravel. Later days, pushing up daisies from a grave. Because I'll be with my loved ones, dead and alive. At this age, I send love to rage Mortality, morbid thoughts, more sidewalk cyborg, plant, iniquity, pestilence, war rattles, equal eye and cattle, according to scripture, there's a bigger picture on the wall picture, since antiquity, man has sought ubiquity, it's a cold, cruel world and in this big city, and I'm a cold scholar, Paper by hate you for your family, for a dollar, since there's a better place, I can't blame you for leaving, Robert, to be a true G-take flight soldier, solid gun, yo, my support of supporter, chips. From beyond this disorder, we brought bread, we drank water, we kept alive every, every quarter of, of the, the year, love and peace, pioneer, be with you in our day days. All right, let's talk about dying. Laughing, drinking, and crying. If I said I had nothing good to say, I'd be lying. Rob 1 was death defined I don't see it, I don't see it when we all get designed. I can't keep bullshitting and hell frying. Trying to float like the sun with the shine. Creative energies fluctuating designs. For the poor, hungry, homeless, and dying. Rob 1 forever in my mind, mind. I can't keep bullshitting with your rock. You're gonna be gone, gone, gone. But be ain't ace and Love you from the south to the east to the north. home, homes. We gon' cry, cry. And when your day come around, we gon' say Ride one was crazy. And we miss him. West Coast to LA. <laughs> ride one. Ride on.
0: one. one. one.
8: Rob one, rock on our home, on. on. Rob one, rock on, Rob one, rock on, Rob one. I'm fourth generation smoking cigarettes But not till my pops died Did I think to quit Still I chain smoke back to back while writing raps While living life, ignoring the voice inside This morning looking in the mirror at my eyes I finally realized this song could be easily Dedicated to me Now when I think of Rob 1, I think about scratching Passion for hip-hop, spray paint colors clashing Dedication to the scene and dropping underground classics Rob 1, forever live on Love's last challenge The
10: mechanics of the corpse versus the technical, the reaction of the spirit separating through mammals electric harmonics balancing when the Swan Lake ballerina opens her wings and life reflects on us in loving memory of Rob one from dusk to DJ dawn rhythmic to the shape shifting Krylon to the heart crushing tears that fly down to Rob one the man who shook the city streets Los Angeles Rob one mean streak with CBS and the day weighs more when somebody's missing but somebody has a seat in the sky let him fly open your wings and look out for us Blues the,
5: fields of dust. <laughs> the pressure of serenity, embrace tunnels for eternity To load us from its complexity, then cherish energy Yours to me and ours through thee Because we again are destined to meet With my concrete dimensions finally defeat To combine and complete individual dark crystals Living in unfinished, feeble loopholes Those are it words it. horror is silent in all the And all that is violent is opposite of you Now we communicate through what's forever in view uh.
10: Yeah. One, yeah. One. Shall I talk about the old gray area days You play the instrumentals, I set them ablaze Or should I talk about when we mash the unity Woolly Swan, day I think of salt and you and me El Hacienda, we probed the whole spot it vanished and your truck was left sitting in the parking lot. 3 a.m. I had to wake up the homegirl. The next day I found out you were stranded with Earl. I should I talk about the first vinyl I dropped. I got the test present, took it up the beat non stop. It pissed you off. You said, Drew, where's the cut? I said, Midas was gone. You said, You should have hit me up, stupid. I said, Well, now I know, but I didn't know about the chemo and why you wore your hair low. I heard you left and it crushed me to death. I started thinking, Had I told you how I felt myself? And then came the Lord of the opus on the whole all because the last show we walked thelay soul I stepped off stage You hugged me tight and said love you man I said you too and kept it moving cause I had to
4: Sombre moments, warm with the stronghold. The long road, to inner peace starts here, dark tears and sons consent to rob one's ascension to another dimension. No more wincing in pain. takes are bear the name long after. The song titles are rubbed off, can't shrugged off. The olive of cores will be absorbed by the L.A. underground, the strength in its life force. Remorse for what? Forever rewinding the live
5: cuts, keeping the big butts on the cover. Then transfixed by the face and remembrance of my brother And the cult. I just listened to another fresh mix you made. My A1 grab homie known you since sixth grade. Taught me how to rock these drop shadows and fades. Bombing Fairfax handball courts at the mixtape trades. I love you, I miss you, I wish you were here. Stereo spirit transcends with nothing to fear. The world is now yours, so take what you wanna. I'm sorry about the things that happened down in Tijuana. Soaring
6: into sunsets on newfound feathers. I'ma carry on the power of a mega trendsetter. It's incredible how a man can't speak with his hands and captivate a multitude of beings with a can. True cultural icons shall forever carry on. Whether or not they caught within the eye of the storm. Nothing's promised forever, yet legacies are. And every being created must return to the stars. Spiritual understanding is beyond the bizarre. But it's the very cornerstone of exactly who we are. Somewhere within the dark matter, the heavens had parted. To open where the origin of life had all started. One child has returned to a source of love home To a single point where the ancestors own thrones. Rob, you can now overlook what you... You have condoned forever through my music, shall your presence be shown? Although you felt alone with no relatives to phone, you had a family of friends to help discuss the unknown. None of the work that you did was ever done in vain. Rob One shifters, remember the face and the name. It
8: was back in '91 when I first met the Grand, Incredible, DJ Rob One. Back when Kim Mark Seven and my man Charlie united committees and sold up shoes with dark leaf trees. You came over, the heart was on that red October. You was true like your life. You never gave a cold shoulder. Fast forward to 1996, for sure. rocking that New Year's Eve party at the Troubadour. Remember that conversation? speaking no DJs in the slump. And when that fight broke out, we shouted, get the fuck out, chumps. I'm not a liar. Y'all can ask my man, Cockney O'Dia. When that kid got his face packed with bottles stuck to a flyer. They called me Saint Walk, Leo Messiah. I don't miss. To my man Bobby Ward, you're the new name on my list. Of figures receiving libations from my liquor with bliss. Rest in peace, my man, no bullshit. Send it out with a kiss. Like as if y'all was really knowing DJ Rob on the drop. And even posthumously. Homie, you just can't be stopped. You just can't, can't be, stopped. be stopped. You never can't be stopped. It's safe walk, rhythm friend rock and then we rock, not stop. So keep on. So on. So on. Assalamu alaikum. Watch me break my leg when I kick
10: this one. Check the fly ID. Hello, my name is Rob. One spelled out in the stars. Wild style capitals, top to bottom. And arrows going everywhere in three dimensional exit. Shapeshifters is forever. Never again will they forget to remember the man. I put it up in the sky so you can notice the man on the moon, Andy Kaufman, and the sun went down, we put it down, you spun the table round, the records of time, sign, language, vinyl, and turn the whole party out, and the crowd went crazy, the good die young when we live too fast, so the time runs out, and you know that now, why does it take such a tragedy to move a party right, to bring a crew together, when... Beef. They cross each other out The suckers got no respect We need an asshole manager So we don't get pimped by these bogus promoters We got more mad at the world When the girls get cold There's a style war going on over there But it wasn't for those meddling kids When the greed meets the needs Of the guinea pigs Experimented on by unexperienced students With morphine syringes Making you passive The county hospital's a joke Dial 919 a painful psychedelic death May we prevail in the afterlife May the force be with you But it's hard to hang on when Everyone's dying of cancer When your life's on the clock And it takes $10,000 To make the doctor talk Wake up the dead The nurses get naked Pump up the jam And you know what we like Everyone gets sad We live another day To appreciate every breath that we take Take a second out of your wonderful life Say hello to the ones that you love, but the people love you and hate you the same. There's no guarantee that you will see them again. It's the only remedy to the disease. Is there a cure when you got no pounds? Life is rugged and wild. Is there a b-boy heaven for DJs like you and MCs like me? Lots of pretty girls, old spray cans, tombstones covered in color, breakers rocking the floors, painting the trains the crates, you on the twos, but it's choking me up, I would like to thank you for hooking it up it and putting it down, we are reborn, through your hands.